theyeshiva.net. Where are we holding? I'm going to be at Schock, yeah? We, we, we started in a little bit. Thank you. Tazayin Amid Bays. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Tazayin Amid Bays. Amr of Yitzchak. Seven lines from the top on Tazayin Amid Bays. The Gemara quoted on Tazayin Amid Aleph the first statement from the Yitzchak who explained <coughs> why we blow Shaifan or Shoshana twice, not once. We blow the Tkiyus Meyushev and then we blow the Tkiyus Meumad first sitting, then standing, what's the purpose of doing it twice? He said to mix up the satan. Rabbi Yitzchak, the same Rabbi Yitzchak, said another thing on Tezayin Amit Beis, another statement about blowing shayf in the beginning of the year, not to blow shayf at the end of the year. 
Rabbi Yitzhak said a third thing, that a year in which there is humility in the beginning of the year becomes wealthy at the end of the year. When there's Reishis, Hashanah, Rosh, Neshanah, in the beginning there's Achir Neshanah. Rabbi Yitzhak said a fourth thing, a person is judged according to his or her deeds at that time, as he learns from Yishmael. Ba'asher hu sham. And now Rabbi Yitzchak says a fifth statement. Amr Rabbi Yitzchak. So the, the, and there's a logic yeah. to the order that they bring this down? Because all, all members of Rabbi Yitzchak. So, well, the first the three. Said it, or this is, it seems as though the first three, I mean, are connected to Rosh Hashanah directly. Usually there's a. a the fourth is about the judgment, yeah. And now he continues. Vaita about judgment. Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, Gimel Dvarim Maskirin, Shloisha Dvarim Maskirin of Enois of Shaladam. There are three things that when a person does them, they bring to light the focus on this person's transgressions or sins. Eluhain, these are the three things. Kir Notui, Iyun Tfila, Umoisadin Al Chaveire. Kirnatui means literally a bent wall, a wall that is not steady, it's not firm, it's so bent over. Yeah. In other words, the person who walks in that place, Rashi says, Kirnatui over tachtum. It's not the wall on its own. It's that he decides to pass under a a bent wall. In other words, he places himself in a dangerous situation. Maskiravinoisov. He brings to light his own sins, why? Sha'imer. Because then, Sha'imer, he who has to say things, says, Is this person worthy to actually experience a miracle? So he scrutinized. He puts himself in a place of danger. In other words, he's asking for a nace, for a miracle. So he scrutinized. The next is Iyun Tfila. What's that Iyun Tfila? Rashi says, He relies on his tefillah that his tefillah should be heard. Or the Haggai Sabach says, He's confident is going to be heard. He has a special oymets, a special... He strengthens himself to have kavana. But not just to have kavanah during davening, he's confident that his tefillah is for sure going to work. There's no question. Isn't that what he's supposed to do? What is that? Not going if you have a few minutes, please take care of me. Yeah, here, so let's see Toysus. Ah? Here it says that he, he davens with a special, special kavana. So he thinks because he had such a great kavana, it should work. It's for sure going to work. He pressed the right buttons. You did the schools. That, that sounds like uh-huh. arrogant, maybe. Yeah, that's the issue here. Right. There's three types. When we say Iyun Tefillah, there's three types of Iyun Tefillah. Every morning, we say in the brachas, we say the mission of Peya. Ayla Dvarim, right? She'en lam shir, so a peya b'kurim royen. 
Then we say Eilu Dvarim Shadam Eichel Perisayim Ba'Elam Hazeh Vakaren Kayemes Lo'Elam Hab. You eat the fruits in this world, and the principle remains for the next world. What is it? You have Kibud Ova Aim Gemilus Chasadim. One of the things is what's the lashon? That's what I'm saying. Ah. Gemilus Chasadim Ashkamas Beis Hamidrash in the morning and at night. Achnas Asarche Bikerchaylo. Achnas Askal Lovas Hamidrash. You say Viiyun Tefila. Then there's Havas Shalom and Adam Lachavede to bring peace between people. Iyun Tefillah. So Iyun Tefillah is a great thing. Here Iyun Tefillah, he says, reminds you your sins. So there's two Iyun Tefillahs. One Iyun Tefillah is what the Mishnah is talking about in Mesach that we say in the morning is to be Ma'ayin in your Tefillah. In other words, to go into your Tefillah fully. To have full mindfulness, full Kavana, Iyun. Literally Iyun means going, you know, like learning Iyun. Looking into your Tefillah, it shouldn't just be... Um, Passing and random and fast and not mindful. Here, obviously, it's another Iyun Tefillah. <laughs> that Iyun Tefillah doesn't remind the person, since here the Iyun Tefillah is the person's <coughs> arrogant feeling that his Tefillah is for sure going to work. Is it true that he'll have kindness afterwards? Yeah. Yeah, he thinks it's for... Yeah. I mean, we can believe that because I work, but except for that, it's a no. It's like a guy giving tzedakah, menas. Right, the Gemara says, yeah. Yeah. Then the Gemara, another Gemara, that Einadam Nitzel, there's three things a person is not Nitzel every day from. One of them is Iyun Tefillah. <laughs> Over there, Iyun Tefillah means something else. It's like a euphemism, a Lashon Saginahar, that a person is not, there's no person who's saved every day from Iyun Tefillah, meaning the opposite, that when they daven, they have all types of other thoughts. So Iyun Tefillah over there would be like a euphemism, a Lashon Saginahar from the opposite of Iyun Tefillah. So when we have the word Iyun Tefillah, it can mean three things. So here, it seems like the person warrants to be scrutinized because he thinks my zachiyas themselves will guarantee that the tefillah becomes fulfilled. I don't need anything else. My merits on their own will make sure that this tefillah happens. I don't need anything else. I'll have my kavanas and it's going to happen. There's no question. Huh? And obviously there's more to it. What? If you're done with the minion. No, but, but again, but that my my super confidence and ego. So the that's something else. Here Rashi says he's Baitayach himself. which also compromises the very nature of the davening. It lacks the, the humility. The third thing is, he's meaning, basically, is the one who decides how his friend should be judged. Rashi says, Hashem should judge between you and me, and if you deserve Justice, let him give you justice. Oimrim, so we ask the question, Is he really worthy that somebody should be punished because he decided that person should be punished? He is the one who decides that his chavr should be punished. So here again, he warrants an extra scrutiny about himself. Three things. That's the opposite. He davens for his friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not necessarily... No, here they're just being baidik. Yeah, they're being baidik. What's his matzah? The three things. One is, he puts himself in danger. 
he's overconfident. He's completely confident by davening simply because of his own merits that it has to be fulfilled. And three, he decides that his friend or his colleague or somebody else has to be judged. The Amar, this is what the Bitzchak said. He quotes the Amar of Oven. Somebody who's Moiser Din, how do they touch Moiser Din? It's not in English, how do they say Moiser Din? Rabbi Litzma. He passes judgment. What's in the English? How does he? It says, whoever submits judgment of his fellow. He submits judgment of his fellow. Okay, to God, I guess. He's like, God, judge this person. But after for bad. When, when Sarah said this with Hashem, it wasn't for bad, it was because where's that left? That's no, Rashi says, Is he worthy that his friend should be punished? If, if that's what happens. Yeah. He may be punished first. Submitting to God the judgment on his friend. It says by Avram and Sarah, when Hagar saw that she became pregnant from Avram, the Pasuk says, Ah. No, no, on the last. It says that Hagar started to denigrate Sarah. Her master became light in her eyes. She denigrated her. So Sarah tells Avram, Hamasi, my, uh, my injustice is on you, my anger is on you, my wrath is on you. And the Pasuk continues, I gave you my maidservant, she saw she became pregnant and I became cheap in her eyes. May Hashem judge between you and me. In other words, judge you for what you did. So she was moiser, she submitted judgment on Avram to heaven. And the Pasuk says, Avram came to uh, eulogize Sarah and to weep for her. So Rashi says, He buried her, in other words, that she passed away before him. What was it supposed to be in the same year, no? I guess it should have been the same. The reason he brings a Pasuk for the third thing is because the first two things he says, which is which we understand. He allows himself to be scrutinized. You know what I mean? You go and you say, check out his per- this person's books. Let's first check out your books. That would be what I understand. You're saying, check somebody else, let's check you out. But here he's saying, that's already a much more uh, serious situation. She said, The Ran says that really, Sarah didn't even discuss it with Avram Avinu. She didn't ask Avram Avinu for his perspective. What was he doing? What was he thinking? She right away said, God should judge you. She right away went to... (laughs) Went to war. The Ran says, she didn't discuss it with Avram Avinu. Uh 
You have to understand the other before you be giving his din to Shamayim and say God should judge this person for the horrible things he did. The answer says you have to talk to the person, listen to the person's perspective. Amr Reb Yitzchak. Reb Yitzchak said something else. Yeah, no, both ways. Yeah, There are four things that tear up any verdict on a person. Eluin stuka, giving stuka, tzaika, crying, an outcry, a scream, form of davening. Vaita shinui Hashem, a change of name, and shinui maisa, and a transformation in the person's activities. Yeah, shinui maisa, a change of maisa. Rashi says shinui maisa shov meira he completely changes his deeds. Tzdaka, how do we know? Tzdaka, the Ksiv, the Pasuk says in Mishle, Perikyut, Tzdaka, Tatzl, Memavis. Tzdaka saves from death. It seems like even if there is already a Gzardin, there's a verdict, Tzdaka could transform everything. So the Shina Hashem. No, no, so, right, so they're looking for you, but they can't find you. Because your name is changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that's the Shina Hashem. What's it mean? Hashem, it's really you. No, you have to be a different person completely. Yeah. Get the shot that you're still out the phone, you know. Yeah. Change your name. So it's not. 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 So it's I have a new name. Doesn't necessarily mean I changed my name. There's a Shini Hashem externally, a Shini Hashem internally. I don't have to be the same person. We, we, we have a certain story about ourselves, and that story is forever. The Dham explains this. Uh, Shini Hashem is, I'm not, I don't have to be the same person. I could change my name. But I'm not your mensch today. I'm not the guy who cheats. I'm the guy who's honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm the cheater, I'm the loser, I'm the sinner, I'm the this, I'm the that. And, and we just, the same story, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Shem is not a, a, something a person looks at themselves with. It's something that yeah. applies to another person. Yeah. Yeah. Shem yeah. may yeah. change, change, change your actions so that people yeah. see it. Also, yeah, very good. Yeah. Shem is... You say shame is how other people perceive you. Yeah. The same person also, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Ritva says literally, it means you change your name, so you're saying, I'm not the same person who sinned, I'm not the same person under the same Mazalus, I'm a new person. That's how, that's how the Ritva says. Yeah, it's like a new name. On this new name, there was no Gzeda. The Ran says that Shini Hashem is that, there's two perspectives. The Ritva's perspective is, I'm not the same person. So the Gzeda is not on me, I don't have the same Mazalus, it's like a new person. It's more esoteric, right? That's my chud. The Ritva says that Shini Hashem is actually a hachana for Shini Maisa. It's a prerequisite for Shini Maisa. It's a psychological. It's not a mind game. It's a serious idea. Most of us remain stuck in certain patterns because, oh, you know, it's like a, a husband tells his wife, you know, from today on everything is going to change. Sure. I know you. I know your name. Every name comes with a package. We know we know this person. We know his nature. We know his disposition. We know his shtick. We know his insecurities. To be able to say no, 
have a new name today. I'm a Chadish Batuva Bechaliyim Tavit. I'm a new person. Okay, I know what. He said, keep your old passport just in case. He said, keep your old passport. Even if you're changing your name, keep it. The problem is, if you keep your old passport, you didn't really change your name. Shini Hashem. So sometimes even physically, you know, when you change that name, yeah, it does something. I'm a different. You look at yourself. I'm a different person. It's a beautiful part of the Ran. It's a beautiful part. Sometimes there's no shinui ma'isa because internally you can't believe that you could be a different person. Yes, they change it. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's also it says here that somebody asks Hashem to have somebody else. Yeah. There are many situations where you, you know, there is not enough evidence for anything. Right. Do anything about it. Then many times Rashi says, you know, Yesh Lamakim Tukim Arabit. Yeah. Hashem will take care of it. In, in the, in, even in the human court, you cannot accomplish anything. But you know that it was an injustice. So that's very nice what you're saying. The Gemara in Babakama and Sadegimel, that the there's somebody who could take care of it. You have a dayan, you have a court, you have a bezdin. If there's nobody who can take care of it, and you're literally a lone victim, yeah? You'd say, you know, God has to take care of this. But it says here not to do it. Huh? It says here you shouldn't do it. So the Ritva says that by Sarah, the Ran says Sarah should have spoken to Avram Avinu. The Ritva says there was a bezdin of shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> should have taken Avram Avinu to... Like that's the best, that's what the Ritva says. In other words, if there's no hope, if there's a, a way that this, this, you know, let's say somebody has tightness to somebody, there's a serious issue, yeah? So if there's a way to deal with it, I have to deal with it. There's a Bezdin, there's a Bezdin. There's a Rabbi, there's a Rabbi. There's a Dayan, there's a Dayan. If there's Mamish, no situation, yeah? So then the Gemara says, you could be Moisidin Elishamayim. You say, listen, I'll let Hashem take care of it. I can't decide what should happen, but let God judge this person. What is the then over here? Huh? No, she said Yishpet Hashem beniu beinach. Is that before? She was like God. You should punish him. Yishpet is is harsh. No, 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 it's not the uh, let him win the lottery. You think you should go to Shem? That's what the Ritzvah says. What she should say to Shem? He listened to me. No, she did something wrong. The Ramban says, Hagar, you mean Hagar oppressed her. Oh, you mean Sarah herself. The Ramban says, Choto Imenu, the Gram Avram, be Nicholas's cane. And you know, the Achazal, they don't pull any punches, and they can talking about it. They, uh, the way they see it. She made a mistake. Choto, she says, Choto Imenu. The Ramban says, That's why Yishmal hates us, Adayah Mazah. Because of us. No, no, that was only to send away. To send away. No, that's not a question. No, no, no. The, the, 
to kick I need somebody to, to, to make somebody miserable 24-7, that's not a... That, that's you're not allowed to do it. You know, you're not allowed to do it, right? Yeah. So, okay, so now we have, so we have Tzedakah, Tzatzel, Mimavas. Agav, Stam, it's interesting, the, the Ramah brings in Shulchan Aruch that uh, the Minig is when there's a Chayla, so you make a, you sometimes change the name. So the Vilna Gon brings in Shulchan Aruch that this, the, the source is this Gemara, the Chinui Hashem, could change everything because there's like a new uh, like a new energy for the person. Generally, a lot of our chiyus comes through the letters of our name. The name is very significant because the chiyus of a neshama comes, every person has a different name, and the name is important. Arizal says that parents are given a special nevuah, nevuah k'tana, like a ruach ha-kodesh, before they name a child. Because the name is not just uh, coincidental. The name is the channel of energy. So when there's a chayla, so there's a compromise, there's a challenge in that energy, so the Shini Hashem can change a whole new channel. So, so the Gorilla Gun brings it, the Makkah is this Gemara. Well, we have two people with the same name. I'm saying it's bad. Well, you do I guess it. the letter, the father's name, the mother, I mean. But you do, you yeah. have it, same father, same mother. Yeah. 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 What? Hashem doesn't know anymore who the person is. No, it doesn't mean that. It means the person himself. Puts himself in a new matzah. It's in mensch. It's put in Rishonim. Why does tefillah? What's the point of tefillah? Yeah, it's one of the explanations. Something is supposed to happen. Something is supposed to happen to this person. So what is he davening? He's telling Hashem what? You probably made a mistake. You should reconsider. I know better than you. Recalculate. What's the idea? Like, how's it supposed to help? What is it? Hashem knew the matzav. So, what is he davening? He's saying, uh, "I don't like your decision. I know better. You're not good." What's the vart? So, one of the explanations is that there's different biurim, but one of the biurim that's brought is that tefillah is not meshana Hashem's decision. I become a different person. The decision was I'm not a different person. It wasn't on me. Through, through davening, I'm a transformed person. Or Nidin Bechal Yem, whatever, however you learn it. The Nidin Rabbi says Nidin Bechal Yem. I'm not the same person as a result of davening. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a new person. Every davening change. If it's a, a, a davening, changes a person. I'm not the person anymore. You made a whole decision, a whole plan. You made a whole plan on on X Y Z. I'm plainly been plainly. I'm not plainly been plainly anymore. Same concept. It's a beautiful word. What filler helps? What you, you want to change God's decision? What well, he he knew the decision. He understood what he's doing. You know better. You don't know better. So th- there's other beurim and filler, but I'm just saying this is one beer that nothing to do with Shinoi Rotson. It's Shinoi Hashem. Okay. No, we're not talking about his idea. In other words, it's his decision. Okay. So stock is tatzel memavas tzayka. Pasuk says in Tehillim, in Haidu, Haidu Hashem, they screamed to Hashem when they had the stress and he took them out of their mitsuka. Mitsuka means their uh, predicament, their challenge. Hashem tells Avram, We have to change the name Sarai because her real name is Sarah. Uksiv in the next pasuk says, "Berachti Yosef v'gam nasati v'menol lechabein." So, but that didn't help for the for 
He didn't change her name after. What? Didn't yeah. help from the Yishpoy Tashem. That didn't help. He didn't change her name after. What do you mean? He did. Change his it was after. Oh, you mean for that Nakuda? Yeah, yeah. that's the tender level for the Yeah, yeah. And that was. Shinu Maisa, the Ksiv, it says by Ninveh, Medarkam Their Maisa were transformed to Ksiv, and Vaitre, it says, Vayinochem Eleha Lekim Al Hara, Ashadibra Lassus Lahem, Velayasa. He removed the whole plan of what he wanted to do to them, he did not do it. In other words, Shinu Maisa. So Rabbi Yitzhak says there are four things that tear up the verdict. Tzedakah, a cry, prayer, changing the name, and changing one de- one's deeds. V'yashayimrim, and some say, afshinui makayim. Also changing one one location, relocating. Shinui makayim, yeah. The Ksiv, the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, Vayoymer Hashem al Avram lech lechom ayartzachom meladchom esavichelor tzashareka. And then, Vahadar, and then, Vaeschelagoy Gadol, I could make you into a great nation. So it's the lech lechot, the physical relocation that will transform your destiny. Before that, Avram couldn't have children, and now, Vaeschelagoy Gadol. The Idach, why didn't Reb Yitzchak include this fourth component? He said, Stuck at Saika, Shinni Hashem, Shinni Maisi, should have added number five, Shinni Makam, the Gavaldic Ambassador. The answer is, Hahu Schusseder Tisrol Hudahanyale. Because if Yitzchak could learn, it's not the change of location, it's the Schusseder Tisrol that was so effective. He went, he said, Lechel Chamehatzcha to go to Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, there's a whole different experience. It's not Shinni Makam, the very fact of relocating yourself from one place into another place. You should have said, Go to Atisar. Atisar is a different perspective. Sh- you want to be Mishani, you go to Atisar. <coughs> so why doesn't he include that? I don't know that the Gemara says he knows it's Mitzad Eretz Yisrael. He wasn't sure if it's Mitzad Shinui Makram or Schus of Eretz Yisrael, so he didn't say it. Mm. That's the word, right? Let's say it's changed yeah, the schus of Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Of course, you change your mother if you go to Eretz Yisrael. Yeah. Right? Just as good. The other four things is what the Rambam says in Hilchis Tshuva, Perik Beis. What's called a Tshuva Gemurah? Now, move to Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> this is Chusadet Yisrael. That's because of really so machkin. Huh? You get there, you get smarter. Uh, then you love the Tshuva. Huh? Love Dafka. Israel now. Love Dafka. Who said that? The Rambam says in Hilchas Tshuva and Perik Beis, what's Tshuva Gemura? What's considered real complete Tshuva? So of course there's regret for the past and there's resolution for the future, but then he says... It has to be in a way that Yoyid Alav Yoydeya Talumash Layashav Lazahachet La'olam. The one who knows secrets should be able to testify that he's never ever going to return to this chait. So this is. At that moment, yeah. At that moment, it should be. That's very hard to get to also. At that moment, it's so powerful. 
Yeah, so the Pashtas, the Rambam doesn't say that moment. Pashtas, it's like a day to live Shadosh was a chet loyalim, which makes it quite difficult. Like you're never ever going to do it again. So you're touching the Rambam means that at that moment, Hashem should testify that if this, in other words, if the person remains in this moment forever, he's not trying to go back to the chet. It happens to be that in an hour his mood could change. But, uh, Hashem judges at the, at the moment. Right, but in other words, the Rambam says he, Hashem testifies that he's never ever going to go back to this. That's a different type of shidim So I saw, uh, yeah, 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 but not just sarustul asat. So I saw the chidush Rim writes very interesting word that the Rambam you have a mesechta of a kama and the Rambam in hilchus these halachas of gzela. If somebody steals something from his friend from the, from somebody else. You have to give back what you took. But the Pesach says, So Chazal learned from this, it's only if you have what you took. Let's say you took it, you sold it, or you took it or you transformed it completely. And you can't have that Metzius anymore. So that your koina, that you acquire, shinui koina, you just have to give back the value of it. If you have it available, you have to give it back. <coughs> Take his watch. I can't say I'm going to, I like the watch. I'm going to give you the value. I have to give it back. But if I lost it, I sold it, somebody stole it from me, I transform it completely, I can't give it back. I could give it back, but it's not the same thing anymore. Then you have to give back the tashlubin, the value of the kashas exile. On here the chacham made a takonas hashavin. Lokach koyre I steal from somebody I'm building and I see a beam and I put it into my binyan. Min ha I should... Take apart my house and give him back the beam. The beam is still there; it's intact. You can you can give it back to him. It didn't disappear, and you didn't transform it. You have the gzela shegazel. You have to take down your house and give him the beam. But there's something called takanas hashavim. Takanas hashavim means that for, to motivate people to do tshuva. If you're looking at your house and you say, "Okay, now I have to destroy my house in order to give back the beam," what do you say? Forget it. Right? I'll, I'll, I'll deal with this in the next world. I'm not destroying Malcolm. The Chazal said that even though there was no Shinui, that's Eino Chayzel Libriyasa. If there was a Shinui, Eino Chayzel Libriyasa, it means you change it and it can't revert back. Then Torah says that you don't give it back. But the Chazal said people won't do Tshuva. So they said even if it's a Shinui, Eino Chayzel Libriyasa, a Shinui, I mean a Shinui Chayzel Libriyasa, it's a change that you could still retrieve it back. Still, it's. It's uh, it's fine, and then So he said that in Ruchnius, when you do tshuva, there's shinui Hashem and shinui Mais. So you have a shinui she'ena chayzel briyasa. You're never going to change again. A complete transformation. That's what the Rambam says. Yoy the love yedei talumas. That's tshuva gemura. You're never going to be the same person again. So then taka. That's the real tshuva. But when play takonas hashavim. Chazal understood <laughs> those who want to do tshuva to demand that standard you're never ever going to do it again it has to be a shinui that you'll never go back to that person a lot of people won't even begin so therefore they say even if it's right? even if this beam is it's still an effective tshuva that's why the Ramah says tshuva gemura real complete tshuva the way to establish what tshuva is it has to be a complete transformation but takonas hashavim, even if it's less than that, it's still true. Takonas, the coin of marriage, the grusha, but you can ask him to ask a divorce. 
That's what he said. Yodea Taluma means that the way he's right now is never going to That's another beer. That's another husband. If you shall not say that, a person is obligated to go see, to go welcome, to go greet his Rebbe on Yom Tif. Yom Tif means the three Yom Tif Tov in Pesach Shavuos Shenema, how do we know this? We have a story in Tanakh, in Melochim Beis, Kings 2, Chapter 4. There was a woman known as the Isha Hashunamis, the Shunamite woman. Elisha, the prophet, used to come and stay with her, and she, never, she didn't have a child. He blessed her, she gave birth to a child, and the child died. And she decided to go tell Elisha what happened, which she did. So she asked her husband to send her a donkey with one of his servants so she should be able to go to Elisha. She didn't tell him why she's going to Elisha. So her husband says, Why are you going to Elisha today? It's not Rish Chodesh and it's not Shabbos. What do we see from here? If it would have been Rish Chodesh or Shabbos, it's not a question why she should go. For Shabbos, you go to Elisha. For Rish Chodesh, you go to the Rebbe. Yeah. Yeah. The Mugan Avram brings from here that from here you learn that even a woman is Mechuyiv in this mitzvah to be Mahakul Pnei because this is a source from Isha Shanamas, it's not even a man, that's what the Mugan Avram brings in Shulchan Aruch. But the Maratzchiyus says that since uh, Rashi says he brings that Isha's potter from Mitzvah's essay Shazman Grama. And this is a mitzvah sesei shazman grama, so therefore Isha is potter, and that's why he says leichaydish v'leishabbos. He says actually, leichaydish v'leishabbos is because there's a shitter nashi. This is what Maratzchiu says. There's a shitter nashi. We're going to see later that a mitzvah sesei shazman grama that a woman is potter to do. If she does it, she's over in baltaisif. That's the shit of Rashi. Okay, many argue. So he says that mitzvah hakbalas ponim beregel is a mitzvah sesei shazman grama. So the Isha is potter from it. So since she's potter from it, if she does it, she's over on Baltasif. But he told her, like, Chaydish for like Shabbos. Chaydish and Shabbos, she can go see him, because since there's no Chiyav on men, Chaydish and Shabbos, so therefore there's no Baltasif. Mashenka and Regal, there's a Chiyav on men. That's how the Maratz Chiyas explains, first of all, why he brings a Raya from Chaydish and Shabbos, and why a woman is not Mechoyev uh, to be Magbal Panah Beregal. But Lechoyedan, at the surface, is a questioner. From here, the Pesach should have said, you're mechuyiv to be makabal p'nei rabbi every Rish Chodesh and every Shabbos. What's up with Yom and Tovim? It's a little strange. Yeah, lechodesh v'le Shabbos hayon. It's a little hard to understand. So they bring, I saw in the, in the, in the Gemara, the, the Nesif the Gemara brings, that lecha'ira, uh, from this Pesach, you would say that there's a chiv every Rish Chodesh and every Shabbos. So Rabbeinu Hananel and the Ritva bring, that it depends by every Talmud how close he is physically, geographically to his Rebbe. If he's close to his Rebbe, Mama, she's close to his Rebbe, he's a, very close, he's to go to every day. 
if he's outside of the different city, once a week or once a month. If he's far, Rabbi Yitzhak says, Chayav Adam Lahakbul Pnei Rabbi Beregel. Chaydish and Shabbos is because you're closer and therefore you could go to Chaydish and Shabbos. The Turei Evan says, how, do, who, uh, how, how does he know Yom Tov? It doesn't say anything about Yom Tov. So he says, Chaydish and Shabbos in this Pasuk is, Chaydish is Rish Chaydish Tishrei, which is Rish Hashanah. And Shabbos means Yom Tov, like it says by Sri Shabbos, the day after Yom Tov. So he teaches that Chaydish and Shabbos is Rish Hashanah and Shabbos. And he says, that's why he says, before, the Pasuk says, Loi Chaydish, Veloi Shabbos. What comes first? Shabbos or Chaydish? Shabbos is every week. Chaydish is once a month. He should have said, Loi Shabbos and Loi Chaydish. Because Shabbos is more tadr. He says, but he's talking about... Uh, no, Chaydish is Rosh Hashanah and Shabbos is Yom Tov. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> That's what the Twitter evidence says. The kid came to him in the field and was crying, Abba, Abba, whatever. Rashi Rashi, I think, was the Russian, right? Did he say? Chodesh is the Russian. And then his wife came to Abba, 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 Abba. should say Yom Tov also first, because you have three Yom Tov and one Yom Tov. You say Yom Tov is the Gimel Regalim. Yeah, for the same uh, argument. I don't want to make a limit from that. From his words, you make no limit. It's Make a limit from the Gimel Regalim. That's from the Gimel the Noida Behuda writes, the Noida Behuda writes like this, that Chaydish and Shabbos, any day that there's a special Kedusha, there's an Indian to go be, to go, uh, to go to your Rebbe, to be, this is what the Noida Behuda says, to be Mechabal of Kedusha. But nonetheless, he says, that's why Chaydish Hayyam, there's always an Indian to go to the Rebbe, it's Chaydish Shabbos. He says, but your Yitzchak can't say it's a Chiyuv. Why can't he say it's a Chiyuv? Because then it would be that Kvayd Harav is greater than Kvayd Shamayim. Hashem is only a chiyuv Pesach Shvuah Sukkos. To say your Rebbe, you're a chiyuv Pesach Shvuah Sukkos every Shabbos and every Rish Chodesh. Is there an Indian to go Shabbos and Rish Chodesh? Yeah, that's why he said, why are you going? It's not Rish Chodesh, it's not Shabbos. But the chiyuv can't be more than the chiyuv to go to Yerushalayim to the Beis Hamikdash. That's what he says. So that's why the Yitzchak says the chiyuv is on Shlach Shulagol. That's what Neidah Behuda says. That's the memory. But the Arvah Raya, 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 the Arvah Never raya from there. If you learn like that, you never raya. Right? No, no. So says from there you have a raya that there's a certain days you go to Elisha. Yeah. So like you said, if Chaydish you go, Shabbos you go for sure you go Yom right. But there's not going to be a chiyuv on Shabbos on Shabbos and Rish Chaydish. That's what the Neidah Behuda says. And with this he explains why in Torah Shulchan Aruch there's no halacha that you mechuyev to go to your Rebbe on Yom Tov. There should be such a halacha. So he says, because since there's no Beis HaMikdash now, so we don't have a Chiyuv to go up. Pesach Shavuah Sukkot, Loyal Regal. So mainly you can't say, for the Shechina you're not going up. But for the Rebbe you're going up. So the Behuda says, that's why there's no Chiyuv in Tur and Shulchan Aruch. The Rambam, who brings also halachas of Beis HaMikdash and Mishriach, Taka does bring the halach. That's what he explains. Because the Rambam brings even halachas that are not negayeb isman, not negayeb isman azem. That's the shit of the night of Yehuda. Rabbi Yonis and Ipshitz, the Yaris Dvash, writes punt farket. He says that isman azem that we can't go be makabel pnei shchina the base hamikdash. You gotta go to your Rebbe because that is how you makabel pnei shchina. So punt you don't go to the Shekhinah, you're going to your Rebbe. Yeah, his says, Fakert. 
you makabel pnei shchina through going to the rebbe. So there's a chiyuv today dafka to be makabel pnei According to him, the chiyuv is dafka bizman hazet to be makabel pnei rabbi. Book tvakeit from the night of the the Rambam brings it in Hilchis Talmud Torah. Very interesting. He doesn't bring it in Hilchis Yomtev. He brings it in Hilchis Talmud Torah. In other words, it's a din in Talmud Torah. That's what the Rambam brings it. The Rambam says in Hilchis Talmud Torah, you mechuyuf to go. It's, it's like it's like part of Talmud Torah. This is like part of the so to speak the relationship of Talmud Torah. You don't just sit and learn, huh? Okay, it's Friday. This guy. Let me get you think in parts of going Shabbos to Bar Park? Because Shabbos, can chicken divide. A person is mechuyev to cleanse himself from tumah by every yomtiv. Shenemar, why? Why are you mechuyev? If you're a Kayan, you're going to the base of Mikdash, I understand why am I Mechoyev Shenemar? It says by Tumas Nevela in Parsh in Vayikra, Mipsaram, we'll quote the Pasuk, Mipsaram Loisei Chelu, don't eat a dead animal that wasn't shechted properly, nor should you touch the Nevela, the dead corpse of the animal, it's Tameh. So here's the question. But if lossum loisi go, I'm not allowed to touch an avela. I'm not allowed to eat an avela. But a regular Jew is not allowed to touch an avela. So Tanya, now miyachu, we also learned to brisa. But if lossum loisi go, yachel you Yisrael muzharin al magen avela. Jews are not allowed to touch the dead corpse of a kosher animal. Talmud loyma the pasuk says emayda lachayinim bnei Aaron v'amartalem lenefesh loyitama ba'amav. Tell the koyinim, the sons of Aaron, that they're not allowed to become contaminated. A koyin has to be careful not to become tameh. Why does he say, Tell every Jew. He's not allowed to touch an avail. He's not allowed to become Tomei. Is the Charaya proof for me that the command is only on Koyanim? A Yisrael is allowed to become Tomei. So now you have a Kalvachemat Madach touching a mace, a person, a Jew is a mace, which is a very stringent tumor. You become tummy for seven days and you need the ashes of the red half. Still, it's only on Kayanim, not on Yisrael. My Yisrael is allowed to touch a mace, even though it's a pain. If he wants to become tar, but it's not a problem. Tumakala, like Hoshikan, so you're going to tell me. Tumas maze of a dead Jew, Yisrael, is allowed to become Tomei. And Tumas Nevela, touching the dead corpse of a Nevela, which is completely not similar to the Tuma of, uh, of Tumas Maze. You don't need a paraduma ashes, you don't need, it's a, it's a, it's, you don't need seven days. You go to the mikveh, you become tired. For sure, Yisrael is allowed. So, Matamud Loim bin Nevlasam Loisigo. I understand he's not allowed to eat. He's not allowed to eat Rafe. But what's trying he's not allowed to touch the Nevela. So Chazal said it's talking about Beregel. It's talking about Anyamtiv, because Beregel, even of Yisrael, is there's a mitzvah he shouldn't allow himself to become Tomei, even Betumakala when it comes Beregel. There's a special din of Chayev Adam Latayadis Asma. And if you are Tomei before the Yamtiv, so you're Mechuyev to be in a Matziv. Of purity during Pesach Shavuos and Sukkot, even though you're a Yisrael, and therefore you shouldn't allow yourself to become Tomei on uh, on Yom Tov. On Yom Tov, l'choyr it's mashma from here that this is even a Jew who's not oiler regal. If I'm going to the Beis Hamikdash, I don't need a chiyuv. You're not allowed to go into the Beis Hamikdash, Tomedik. 
even though Yisrael is not allowed to go to the Beis HaMikdash with Tumah. So obviously you're going to have to be matire yourself. But L'chayr, the Chiddush here is that even if you're not being Euler Egel, in other words, it's not beside the din of going into the Beis HaMikdash, it's because Yom Tif is coming, so therefore you have to be, you have to be matire yourself. Right, the question would be, is this Chi of Noeg Bizman Hazah? That's a question. Is this Chi of Chayyab Ad Mutar Natsmei Beregel? L'chayr from this Gemara would seem, it doesn't have to do with the Beis HaMikdash. So it's mechuyev. L'poyel mamish. It's not brought that chayiv ad mutayin atzmei beregel. So we don't have the paraduma. No, so the rishonim say because kolano tmei emesim because we don't have the paraduma. So any going to remain tamei. Amar Reb Kru, Amar Reb Krus Bedoy, Amar Reb Yochina. Reb Krus Bedoy send the name Reb Yochina. Shloishes farim niftachem Rosh Hashanah. Three books are opened up on Rosh Hashanah. Rashi says, "What's that? Three books." Books of data, of memory, of all the activities of every creature, every person. One is a book of the complete Rishayim, there's a safe of complete Tzadikim, and the safer of the Bainanim, the ones in the middle, the intermediaries. Tzadikim Gemurim Nechtavim V'Nechtamim L'Altu L'Chayim Tzadikim Gemurim immediately get written down and sealed in that book L'Altu immediately L'Chayim for life Rishayim Gemurim Nechtavim V'Nechtamim L'Altu L'Misa get written and sealed right away for death Rashi says Rishayim No, let's later Rishayim Gemurim Nechtavim V'Nechtamim L'Altu L'Misa Beininim Zok Rashi Tluyin V'Oimnim V'Neshashanu V'Adyem HaKippurim they remain suspended between Rishon and Kippur. Zachu, if they marry, they do tshuva. Nichtavin l'chayim, loy zachu nichtavin l'misa. Amar Rebbe, Micro, what's the pasuk? How do you know this? Dovra Melech says, "Yimachu misefer chayim v'im tzadikim al yikasev." Let the, he speaks about his enemies. Let them be erased from the book of life with tzadikim. They should not be transcribed. He says, "Yimachu misefer tzasifron shal Rishonim gemurim." They should be erased even from the Sefer of Rishayim Gemurim. Chayim zesifrin shal tzadikim, ve'im tzadikim zesifrin shal beininim. So Dovod HaMelech says three things. Yimachu, they should be completely erased from any Sefer. Chayim is, they should be erased from the Book of Life, which is a Sefer of tzadikim. Ve'im tzadikim, al yukasevu, is a third thing. They shouldn't be written down even in sifrin shal beininim. Reb Nachem HaYitzhak Amamehach, from here. Moshe asks Hashem to forgive the Jewish people with the Chet HaEgel, and he says, because this is the first Rashi, L'Yoyim HaDin, you see, L'Yoyim HaDin. Moshe says, I want Hashem to forgive the Jewish people. If you forgive them, great. V'im ayin, if not, Blot me out, erase me from the book that you have written. So he teaches, Erase me, Moshe says, even... From the Sefer of Rishayim, I don't want to be in. Moshe says, wow. From your Sefer, there's a Sefer of Tzadikim. Take me out of there. Asher Kosofta that you wrote, that's the Sefer of Bainanim. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. Okay. How does the, uh, the memory of Rabban uh, square with Oh, you mean he's Moisadin la Chavera? 
He's Moshe Dilma Chaveda. Well, David didn't have a Bezdin. And they wanted to destroy him. They wanted to destroy him. So he went to Hashem. He didn't have a Bezdin. On the contrary, the king... He had to go to them first. He had to go to them first. But he had sworn enemies. Avram wasn't Sarah's enemy. They wanted to destroy him. Right. They were Mamash right for him. What was he supposed to do? He ran and ran. So here, Moshe Rabbeinu, he sacrifices himself for the Jewish people, and he says, all three Shalashayim, I don't even want to be, and Tanya, we have a bride, and Shama, I remember Shama, says, Ah? Toysvis learns that the whole Nechtovin v'Nechtomin la'alter l'chaim l'mis is all Olam Haba. It's not even this world. It's completely Olam Haba. It's not even this world. Uh, that's what Toysvis learns. The Rambam learns in Hilchas Tshuva. He says a big side here. Tzadikim means majority mitzvahs. Beinim means half and half. Rishayim means majority avedas. And I says no one knows how to measure majorities and minorities. He says never. The Rambam says a Jew can do millions of avedas and one mitzvah, and that mitzvah makes it the majority, or the other way around. There's no cheshbonus. These things nobody knows. Huh? Yeah, we don't know yet. What's called a mitzvah? What's called mechitz? Put it on a scale. Fifty. Rashi refers to the same thing. Right. That's, that's the next gemara. That's the next. I know, gemara. but he's going back. Probably that's the pshat this gemara too. Or says no shayches. Right. Right. What is the according to the Tanya? Tanya don't hold the only Tanya never. Chavis. Huh? Chavis. Yeah, but there. Yeah, that's a that's a different part. That's the shema amiti. But he also says shema mushul and Tanya says shema mushul of a bein and is mechzal mechzal. Shame Hamiti is... Very good. Sifrin Shalbein and Tanya. Very good. Very good. Okay, but afraid of again. But afraid of again. Very nice. Different shopping in Tanya. Very good. Very good. Very good. Also, the Ramban says here that when it says tzaddikim and rishayim nechtam, and it doesn't mean stam tzaddikim and rishayim. He learned tzaddikim and rishayim legabi this din. In other words, this Rosh Hashanah, they're being treated as tzaddikim. It could be he's a Russia. You type this person as tzaddik, it's a Russia. It's not so simple. This Rosh Hashanah, he's being treated as a tzaddik. Nechtovim v'nechtovim l'chayim. This Rosh Hashanah, he's being treated as a Russia. Yeah, I'm saying it's not... Uh... Okay, let's just see by Tanya, but another little piece. Tanya Beishamah, Yerim Beishamah says, Shalosh Kita Sein L'Yoyim Hadin. There are three groups, Leoim Adin, Rashi says, Leoim Adin, after Mashiach comes, after the resurrection of the dead. Achas shall tzaddikim gemurim. One is a group of complete tzaddikim. Achas shall rishayim gemurim, complete rishayim. Rashi says, Rubam avoynus, most of the majority sins. And Achas shall benenim, Rashi says, Mechza al mechza half and half. Tzaddikim gemurim, after tchis ha-meisim, nechtavim, 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 nechtav
immediately for the life of Olam Haba. Shenemar, the Pesach says in the Neil, V'rabimi yishenei admas offer yakitsu, Eilu lechai yoylem, Eilu lecharfus l'diroin oylem. When many of those sleeping in the earth will awake, will arise, these will go to the life of eternity, and these will go to Charafis. Charafis means to Cherpa, uh, to uh, to Shandala, to uh, eternal de- deterioration or damnation. The Marsha says it means 12 months. The Deroyanoylam is 12 months. And Bainanim is Yoydin Legehenim. The bain and the bainanim go to Gehenim for a little time. Um, and they, uh, Rashi says, They have an hour of Yisurim and they cry, and they come up. The Pesach says in Sechariah, He says, I will bring the third. And the fact that he says a third, he's explaining is a third to the three groups. In other words, the Benini. <coughs> so I'm going to bring him into fire and I will refine him as the silver is refined. I will, uh, I will uh, purify him as this gold is purified. He will call in my name and I will respond to him. On these three groups, Chana said in her prayer, Hashem, Memis, God brings death and life, brings down to the Sha'ol, to the abyss, and brings up. So he's teaching Meimis, Rabbi Necharano says, Meimis is the Rishoyim. Mechaye is the Tzadikim. Meirut Sha'ol Vayol is the Benanim. who go down and then emerge, come on. There's a sequence, a logical thematic sequence of all the statements of Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak here said many things. Yeah? Rabbi Yitzchak said, the first thing he said on Tazayin Amad Aleph on the bottom is, why do we blow Rosh Hashanah twice? We blow Tkiyas Miyushim and Tkiyas Mu'umad, and the answer is, as he said, to confuse the Satan, because it, demonstrate, it demonstrates Chavivus HaMitzvah, the love of the Mitzvahs. Then let's remember, what was the second thing Rabbi Yitzchak said on Tazayin Amad Beis? That a year in which you don't blow in the beginning, you have to blow at the end, because the Satan wasn't confused. Meaning, if there wasn't an ability to blow in the beginning of the year, on Rosh Hashanah, unfortunately they're going to have to blow at the end. The third thing Rabbi Yitzhak said is, every year in which there is humility in the beginning, there is wealth at the end. When you have the when you have the humility, the surrender in the beginning of the year, you have the expansiveness at the end of the year. Then Rabbi Yitzhak said, what? You judge a person only according to his deeds at this moment. He learns from Yishmael. Ba'asher yeah. husham. And then Rabbi Yitzhak is going to go on to say other few things. Rabbi Yitzhak is going to go on to say that three things, uh, three things throughout the year bring uh, to the surface the sins of a person. Rabbi is going to say, going to say four things allow a person to destroy any gzardin, any verdict. Rabbi is going to talk about that. And then Rabbi is going to speak about welcoming your Rebbe on Yom Tif. Rabbi is going to speak about cleansing yourself during Yom Tif. All these statements of Rabbi Then the Gemara moves on to something else to the three books that are opened. At first glance, you could think, we're mentioning Rabbi Yitzchak, so, you know, throw, in, throw into the pot whatever comes your way from Rabbi Yitzchak. Is there a thematic connection? In, in, in Torah, there is a lot of diuk. Things are meticulous. Things are precise. Even if at the surface, it doesn't always look connected. There is always a cohesive theme. It's not stam. The Gemara says, okay, let's throw in anything we know from Rabbi Yitzchak. 
There's other things that have been success that are not in this Gemara. So the Aruch Lener, in his commentary on Masech Rosh Hashanah, suggests one connection between uh, all these statements of Rabbi Yitzchak. So let me tell you what the Aruch Lener says. He says the first thing Rabbi Yitzchak says, which is obviously relevant to our Gemara, Masech Rosh Hashanah, speaking about Rosh Hashanah and Shoifer and the judgment, that through, the Rosh Hashanah, through blowing Shoifer and Rosh Hashanah, the Satan gets completely confused. Once he says that, he now comes to say the second statement, that if you didn't blow Shaif at the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, the Sutton wasn't confused. So therefore, there's problems, and since there's problems, you're going to have to blow Shaif at the end of the year. From this, we have a problem. What's the problem? According to this, what happens if the person couldn't blow Shaif in the beginning of the year? Toysva says, Nenas, like we said before, Nenas. Something happened, he couldn't blow Shaif. What is he supposed to do? Is this person doomed? You didn't blow Shaif in the beginning of the year. You couldn't. Is this person doomed? Chas v'shalom? So Rabbi Yitzhak says something else. He says a third statement. What? Hashem gives a refuah to the makkah. He gives a remedy. If a person couldn't blow Shaif in the beginning of the year, there is another component, and that is Rosh HaBetchilasa. If a person remains humble and surrenders his ego in the beginning of the year, even though he didn't blow Shaif, It'll be a year of expansiveness. It'll be a year of health. In fact, you can add that it's even deeper than this. Rasha Betchilasa represents Tkiyah Shaifer. Why? When you blow Shaifer, you have one side is narrow and the other side is wide. It says you have to blow from the narrow side because the Pasuk says, Min ha-meitzar I call out to you from Meitzar, from narrow constraints, and you respond to me, you answer me by mercha, from expansiveness. Just like the shoifer, you blow from the narrow side, and the voice reverberates from the broad side. In fact, that's the first pasik from the seventh psukim we say before Tkiyah Shoifer, is the pasik Min HaMetzah. So the very experience of Tkiyah Shoifer is the experience of Min Yutke. You're calling out from a place of narrowness, from a place of, of agony, of restraint, of, of deep, of deep uh, restriction, you feel restriction and you want to get out of it. And as a result of that, you have the merchav. So that's the kol shana sherosha b'tchilasa. When you have a year, with the beginning of the year, there is that sense of, 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 of surrender, of vulnerability, of humility. That creates the merchav. In other words, it's a substitute of tkiyah shoifer. And it could even be more. When a person doesn't blow shoifer in the year, beginning of the year, because they don't have, or they're forced not to. So then the humility is even greater. The very pain that they can't blow the shoifer, that very sense of agony and humility, that itself, becomes a powerful tool to substitute for Tkiyah Shaifer, and therefore it will be an expansive year, even though they didn't blow Shaifer. According to this, Daruch Lener says, we have another question. What's the question? The question is, how can it be that through the humility and Rosh Hashanah you're going to have wealth at the end of the year? How could that be? What happens if during the year the person falls? person stumbles. Okay, the beginning of the year you were great. You were humble. You surrendered. But you know how it is. The ego grows on us. So what if in the beginning, of, in the middle of the year, things are going to change? So the Yitzchak comes and says the next statement. That even though Hashem may know different things that will happen during the year, we don't judge a person only according to his deeds right now. According to his deeds right now, that's what counts. Ah, if so... If on Rosh Hashanah is in a certain state of mind, that defines the year. But if this is the case, what do we see from here? That all of the events of a person depends on the judgment of Rosh Hashanah. 
So that means, if I'm good Rosh Hashanah, great. And if not, I'm doomed. So now come the next two statements of Rabbi Yitzchak. What are the next two statements of Rabbi Yitzchak? Rabbi Yitzchak says, in the middle of the year, you still have power. Both ways. He says, sometimes there's three things in the middle of the year that remind God of one's sins. And there's other things in the middle of the year that can destroy any verdict, even the most negative verdict. So basically, all the statements of Rabbi Yitzchak, the says, are a seamless, cohesive flow. It's one theme that begins with Kiyah Shaifer, and he, and he continues it throughout the whole sugya. The Aruch Lener does not explain the connection with the last two statements about Rabbi Yitzchak, that Chayev Adam, a person is mechayev to welcome, to go visit his Rebbe on Yom Tif, and that you have to cleanse yourself before Yom Tif. That he doesn't explain the connection. Perhaps, perhaps that's part of Hilchis Yom Tif, part of Regal, part of the Allahis of Regal. He doesn't explain the connection over there. Okay, now one more thing. You asked about the Turi Yevin. The Shagas Ari says that basically, what's the connection with Regal? That Chodesh and Shabbos means Rosh Hashanah and Yom Tif. So you asked about Tadir. Chodesh Rosh Hashanah is less Tadir than Yom Tif, because Rosh Hashanah is once a year, Yom Tif is three times a year, so it should have said first, Loi Shabbos v'loi Chodesh. Let me explain to you what the Turi is saying. There's a big problem in this Gemara. It says, Chayev Adam l'hakbul p'nei Rabbi b'regel, Rabbi says, yeah? He brings it from Loi Chodesh v'loi Shabbos. Nobody even speaks about Regal. Regal man it says here, why are you going to Elisha? It's not Rish Chodesh, it's not Shabbos. How does Rabbi Yitzchak learn from here that you have to, be, you have to go visit your Rebbe on Yom Tif? So therefore, the Torah Yevon says that Shabbos in this Pasuk doesn't mean Shabbos, it means Yom Tif. Like, Mimacharis HaShabbos by Sefer Saimer. It doesn't mean Shabbos. If it would mean Shabbos, the whole Gemara doesn't make sense. It means Yom Tif. Loi Chodesh, Loi Shabbos means not Chodesh and not Yom Tif. In other words, if it was Yom Tif, you should go. What's his proof? His proof is, if it means Shabbos, why does the Pasuk first say Chaydish before Shabbos? Shabbos is more Tadr than Chaydish. Shabbos is every week. Rish Chaydish is only once a month. If it's Yom Tif, it makes beautiful sense. Rish Chaydish, you have 12 Rish Chaydishes. Yom Tif, you have only three. So first you say Chaydish, because that's 12 times. And then you have Shabbos, because Tadr V'Shayne, Tadr, Tadr, Chaydish. That's what the Torah Yevon explains. Then the Torah Yevon says, it could be that Rabbi Yitzchak calls that Chaydish here doesn't mean Rish Chaydish. Chaydish here means Rish Hashanah. Because it says Tikkub HaChaydish Shaifer, and we learned before in Davdalad that Tikkub HaChaydish Shaifer is referring to Rosh Hashanah. So when it says Chaydish here, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean Rosh Chaydish, it means Rosh Hashanah. Ah, you'll ask the same question, Yom Tov is more Tadda than Rosh Hashanah. So if Shabbos means Yom Tov, he should have first said Shabbos and then say Chaydish. Plus, you can ask another question. Why does he even have to mention Chaydish? Rosh Hashanah is part of the Yom Tovim. So since Rosh Hashanah is part of the Yom Tovim, why does he even have to mention the idea of Shabbos? Of Chaydish. He could have just gone straight to Shabbos, right? That's the second question. So the Torah Evan says, because if he would have said Shabbos first, and that would include also Rosh Hashanah, because Rosh Hashanah is part of Yom Tov, then he doesn't have to say afterwards Chaydish, because Rosh Hashanah is already included in Shabbos. But now that he puts Chaydish first, so he means like this, Loi Chaydish Hayyim, which is the Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah, which is called Chaydish, and not Shabbos, which means other Yom Tov. If he would have said only Shabbos, you would think, that the Shabbos in the Pasuk means literally Shabbos. <laughs> you would think Shabbos means Shabbos, the seventh day of the week. That's why he says, first Chaydish, to teach you that Shabbos is not Shabbos Mamish, it's Yom Tif. So first he says Chaydish, which means Rosh Hashanah, and then he says Shabbos, which means Yom Tif. That's how the Tudei Evan, 
the Tuna Yevon explains, explains the Gemara, that Shabbos here is not referring to Shabbos, Shabbos here is referring to Yom Tif. Shabbos either means Rosh Hashanah, maybe Rosh Chodesh, but could, he says it means Rosh Hashanah, and Loi Shabbos means Yom Tif. There's two, there's a bain in the, the ways to find in, in the ways to find in, in Gemara here in Rosh Hashanah, he says it's a Shem HaMushal, it's a borrowed name. The Shem HaMiti, the real definition of Bain and Yitzhak and Rosh is a different definition. That's what he says in Tanya. It's a borrowed name. For example, what do we mean bar? Bar means it's not the authentic name. You say Rosh HaShulchan, you're sitting at the head of the table. The table doesn't have a head. You borrow the name Rosh and you say the head of the table. In other words, you mean the beginning of the table, the edge of the table. You know, the table doesn't have a head. Oh, but right? it doesn't say that. So he says, when you say Bainani in Masech Rosh Hashanah, Hadam Rinan Ba'alma, it's well, a shame I'm Mushal. But, yeah. but the judgment goes according to what he yeah. said. Because he, doesn't look like he says, know, know, For example, you'll say this person came out of the court case a tzaddik. doesn't mean he's a tzaddik in everything. It means he was found innocent in this court, unguilty. He was found Rosh Bedina. You're not describing generally who he is in his essence. Legabi, this din, he's a tzaddik. Legabi, the dinam of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, he came out a tzaddik that he's nechtav and nechtam l'chayim. He's nechtav and nechtam l'misach, as for Shalom. He's nechtav and nechtam between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah is told. That's one cheshman. When you want to describe who the real person is, he says, no, you have to look differently. A benini is another type of person. Benini is somebody who struggles. Externally, he's like the tzaddik. And yet he's called a Bainini, not a tzaddik, because it's about what's happening in, internally in his life. But it's really not that the purpose of a person in the world. So he says every person is capable of being a Bainini. In other words, not every person is capable of not having any struggle, but a person is capable of being fully in control of their machshavas, their diburim, and their maishim. That's the, that's the Bainini in, in Lekutei Amadim, in Sefer Shal Bainini. He calls it Sefer Shal Bainini. But yes, in, in Mesechter Rosh Hashanah, there, like Rashi says clearly, the gather of Tzadik Bedini and Rosh is a different Agdara. It's Mikrit Tzadik Bedinoi. The Ramban here says Tzadik and Rosh means that this Rosh Hashanah he becomes a Tzadik. He, he's treated as a Tzadik. He's a Tzadik in the din of this Rosh Hashanah. It's not a description of the person's essence and essential nature, essential character. You tell us what I'm saying? Yeah. Now he also says in Tanya that the Benini is a Jew. <laughs> That lo over avera miyama v'lo yavel lo elam v'lo nikrol of shem rasha filu sha achas v'rega echad kol yama. So you have in the same shaila on the ram, like on the ram. A beni lo over avera miyama v'lo yavel lo elam. So what if a person once did an aveni can't be a beni? The pshat is at that moment the real beni is in a matziv that if you re- replicate this moment forever, he'll not be ever an aveni. Shaykh tomorrow, uh, people have choices. Different things happen. You change. One day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time. Sometimes one second at a time. In this matzav, he's in a matzav, he's in full control. In other words, if this awareness would continue for him his entire life, then he, would stay. he would remain in a matzav love and aveda. And the chiddush of the benemni is that he struggles. It's not that he doesn't struggle. He has a nefesh abamas, he has a nefesh alikis. He's aware of both of them, and he has to deal with both of them. And he knows that, like, he's not he does not even feel about him. He never, he never believes that he doesn't have a Sahara. He always knows that he has it, even if it's asleep, and it can awaken any moment. And therefore, he has to stay guard. He never lets 
you know, relaxes his gear and says it's just complete peace. He knows that any moment, you know, the beer could wake up from hibernating. Even if it's hibernating, it could wake up and come out of the cave and kill you. He never decides. That's what he... Come out of left field. That's a different machpchen, Eli Yitzhahar. He brings over there that... There's a Gemara in Nida that Mashbi Yenoyse Tehi Tzadik Valti Rasha. Even if the whole world says you're a tzaddik, you should consider yourself like a rasha. So he asks, if you tell somebody, think of yourself as a rasha, it takes away simcha in life. A, a person can't look in the mirror and look at himself as a rasha. It's not going to work. You become a, Either you become careless or you become depressed. If you take it seriously, you become depressed. If you don't take it seriously, you become careless. So he says beautifully, it's not Pshat, you should consider yourself a Rasha. Even a Bainani has to understand yeah, that the struggle is always there, and therefore at any moment, at any moment, he can fall if he doesn't stand guard. That you have to be aware of. The worst thing is not that you have a heart condition, that you have a heart condition, but the pacemaker is working so well, you think you don't have a heart condition. The worst problem is not that a person is a diabetic. It's that he's taking his pen, his, uh, his insulin and uh, he's feeling good. He's feeling good. He's and he's, and yeah, and he forgets, I'm not a diabetic. <laughs> he comes to the bris and then you have to rush him to the hospital because his blood circulation is not working. The fact that he's a diabetic is a diabetic. But the fact that you forget that you have a condition, the bane in the it's fine. You have a struggle. That's why remember that you have the same struggle that the Russia has. You're fortunate to be in control of your life, but don't forget that. That's what he says. With a tzaddik, it's different. If I care, the Benini was the hero of the Tanya because the Benini is the person who, who struggles with everything. A Russia in Tanya is not Rubo Yavoynas. No. A Russia could be one a Russia in Tanya could be one Aveda once in ten years. In Dibur. Russia in Tanya is not wicked. Russia in Tanya is weak. It's a weak person. It's weak. It could be once in ten years. Why is he called a Russia? Because he's in that matzav. The Bainanis Layavar Aveda Mayama Vlayavala. He's in a matzav he'll never sin. The Rosh, it could be Lepoil, he didn't sin for 10 years. Once in 10 years, it's a whole different word in Tanya. In Tanya, is a person who's fully in control of his life or not fully in control of his life. A Benini always sitting at the steering wheel. There could be 100, 100 backseat drivers, not one, 100. Go here, go there, go there. I'm at the steering wheel. Absolutely, that's the Benini. There's a hundred voices, a hundred voices. Go back to addiction, go back to the internet, go back here. Huh? And what is it? it so I'm giving a dogma from his career. Yeah. What, is, what is about the Tzaddik? Tzaddik is something what else. Is tzaddik is not only at the steering wheel. Tzaddik, the whole car is, 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 is transformed. What is the purpose of life? Huh? What is the purpose of life? Well, first of all, to reach the state of a tzaddik, that tzaddik has to work on himself to reach that state. 
According to Sefer Shalbenim, not everybody can but even be a tzaddik. It's a gift, Milmaila, but the gift is the capacity to be a tzaddik. The capacity to be a tzaddik is a gift. But you have to work on yourself to reach but it. Doesn't it have to be from the beginning of his life throughout from the life? No, 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 not at all. No, no. He says clearly in Tanya Pedagud that the tzaddik is nilchem kol kachem nefesh abahamis until he either eliminated or even transformed it. He teaches will be arta aram mikir becha. Mikir becha means from the kishkas, from inside. That's the word. It could be he had to work very hard. You understand? The, the capacity for a tzaddik he was born with. His neshama has certain koiches. But he may never become a tzaddik. The fact that he became a tzaddik was due to his own effort and toil. And he says that's a difference between an Eved Hashem and an Oved Hashem. A tzaddik is called Eved Hashem. He already became an Eved. A Benini is an Oved Hashem. He's fighting. Like we learned in the Maimah, Oedes Avudin. He's fighting. He's, he's tanning the skin. But that's a shame ha'amiti of Benini and tzaddik and Rosh Not shame ha'mushal. Here we're talking about in Rosh Hashanah, Sechner Rosh Hashanah, Shem HaMushal, the borrowed name. Mikre Tzadik Bedinah, Me'achah Shezoyche Bedinah. He's Zoyche in the din of Rosh Hashanah, Yim Kippur. He's called a Tzadik Bedinah. He comes out righteous in court. You say he came out innocent in court. That means this person never did anything that's not innocent. He's innocent in everything? No, in court he came out innocent. This Rosh Hashanah, he comes out as a Tzadik, which is wonderful, but it doesn't have to do with the true ultimate definition. So you'd Zion Amar Aleph, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. So the Gemara on Tazayin Bays brings a Braisa, a few lines, Tazayin Amit Bays, a few lines from the bottom, brings a Braisa, Tanya. Something Beishamai said. Beishamai said that there are going to be three groups that are going to be judged during Tchiyas HaMesim, what he calls Yom HaDin, the Day of Judgment. Rashi says <coughs> it's referring to Yikshayichu HaMesim, not Yom HaDin when a person passes away, but after Mashiach comes, during the time of the resurrection. So there's going to be three groups. He says one is going to be of Tzadikim Gemurim, one of Rishayim Gemurim, and one of Beninim. And Rashi says Rishayim Gemurim, means that the majority of their lives are sins, and Bainanim is half and half. And Bishamai said that Tzadik Gemurim will just be transcribed and sealed immediately to life, L'chai Oilam, to eternal life. He Rishayim to, he says, Gehenim, and he brings the Pasuk from Daniel about the split between Chai Oilam and Diroyan Oilam. And then the Bainanim, he says, will descend to Gehenim for a small time. Mitzavtzefim Rashi says they will weep. And then they're going to come up, they'll have their, their full healing, their full tikkun, and he brings a Pasuk from Zechariah. I was going to refine the third group in, in, in fire, like you refine silver and gold. And this is what Chana referred to. She referred to all these groups. There is Hashem Memis, there's Hashem Mechayah, and there's Moirisha Ovayal. There's causing death, there's causing life, and then there's those who come down and then come up again. This is the view of Beis Shama. <coughs> Beis Hillel has a different view. Kedarkoi, Beis Hillel is Midas Achesed, and more lenient in the Chlalim Halacha than Beis Shama. 
So he says, Basilil and Basilil says, No. We said that the be- get be- the third group, the Bainanim, Ayyodin, the Gemara says, they're Yodin Lagahanim. And then Mitzavtsifim Va'ilin, Rashi says they sigh, they cry, they, they scream, and they come up. Basilil says, No. Virav Chesed means Mataklapi Chesed. We say in the Yudgibam with the the 13 attributes of mercy from Parshas Kisisa, Hashem, Hashem, Kel, Rachum, Vechanon, Erech, Hapayim, Rav Chesed. Rav Chesed doesn't only mean that there is Chesed. Rav Chesed means there's an abundance of Chesed. There's an overflow of Chesed. It's excessive. It's Chesed in Rav, abundance. So Basil says it means Mateklapi Chesed. Whenever there's an equal balance and you can go this way, you can go that way, Mata, he makes sure it's inclined, it, it weighs down, Mata means it gravitates, it's noita, it's, it's reclined, Klape Chesed towards the side of Chesed. So never been in them? Yeah, so Rashi says Klape Chesed, Hoyul Mechzal Mechzal, since in half, half and half, we're talking about Bainanim, Hey Mata, Hoyul Mechzal Mechzal, hey, since they are half and half, Kama, so Mata, Hashem is Mata. He gravitates. He be, he moves as a hechra, the scale, so to speak, to the side of merit. And they don't descend at all to Gehenna. Like the tzaddikim who zochias amirubman, they don't go down. That's what Beis says. He holds only base keepers. Right. Right. Even though the gemaras before we talked about that they're them. You mean about Rosh Hashanah? Yeah. Yeah. The question is, would Basil disagree with Reb Chruz Defoy, who said three books open on Rosh Hashanah? So, um, um, so some say that's in Elam Haza, this is in Elam Haba. In Elam Haba you have the Rav Chesed. And uh, the Rajba says, the Rajba in Shalsat says, no, that that was talking about, we're going to see, the Gemara is going to discuss, Bainanim that are also Poishi Yisrael Begufa. We're going to see it's a special category, and that is where Basil agrees with him. You don't say Mateklape Chesed. We hear he's talking about regular Bainanim. That's what the Rajba says. I, there's a Pasuk. Yeah, that's what the Rajba Tain is. That the Shloisha Svarim, the Bainanim, Basil agrees, but that's so unique. Yeah. Yes. So we'll soon see. We'll soon see. We'll soon see. I, the Pasuk says, Veivesis Ashlishis Beish, which Beishamai quoted. So the Gemara is going to ask that. Basila continues, Aleyim Amar David. David Amalek spoke about these Jews when he spoke, when he said it to the Mizbir and to Hillam and Hala. Ahafti ki Yishma Hashem Eskoyli. I love that Hashem heard my voice. On a surface level, Amshat, it's talking about David Amalek after he became a king and finally he relaxed from being chased down and hunted during the days of Shaul, his father in law. David did not have a day of peace peace. So finally he says this Mizmer after he has some serenity and uh, he speaks about Kihita Oznali Afafuni Chevle Mavis Mitsori Shaul Mitsauni Tsorav Yagan Emtsa Bishema Hashem Ekra Daloisi Vilyoishia but Shuvi Nafshilimchi he thanks Hashem Ki Hashem Gamalaichi Hilatz Nafshimavis and he says finally as Halich Lifne Hashem Baertzas Abartzos Hachai the Gemara teaches that David Amalek is actually talking about not only his personal life, but he's talking about these Jews. I have to kishma Hashem that even though Afafuni Chevli Mavis, meaning 
I would say they need to have to go to Gehenim nonetheless. Aleim Omar David Kolaparshakula. The Loisi, the Liyahishia. The Loisi means I'm poor, but yet you helped me. And that's why he says, Shuvi Nafshilim and Echoiches, Halach of Nashem Barthes Achayim, that they have Chaye Oilam Haba. The Rashash and the Bnei Soscha both bring Kihita Oznoi Li. Is Pshat Ahafti Kishma Hashem Eskele Kihita Oznoi Li. Oznoi literally means his ear, right? Hita means you uh, bend over your ear to hear me. He says, Oznoi comes from the word Moznayim. Hita Oznoi. He was Noita. He was Mata. Like Rashi says, he was Mata the Moznayim. Oznoi Li. In other words, even though brings, what's Even though Daloisi means Dal, Dal means poor, like you have a Vayikra, Red Vim Dalhu. Dal means even though I'm poor, spiritually poor, nonetheless, Liyoshia, he's Rav Chesed, he's Mataklap Chesed, and he lifts me up. Toysvus also brings another another type. You see the first Toysvus. Aleim Amar David Ahafti. The Ksiv Be'afafuni Chevlei Mavas. Pangs of death have engulfed me, enveloped me. Uksiv Daloisi V'Liyo Yishiyak Shu Dal B'Mitzvus. Rav Chesed Matu Mashiach the Mishdashin Olakamon. That's Daloisi. That's why the Gemara brings these words. Inami and other Peshat Miloshin Daloi Dalalanu. Yisrael's daughters. They came home and they told their father that this man from Egypt Daloi Dalalanu. He drew. He drew, he drew the water for us from the well. Shemaleyu mi boyer amok. Pashat here, Daloisi is not from the word, I was poor, but Daloisi, I was lifted up from the abyss. Uksiv basrei, right afterwards, the Pasuk says, Shuvi nafshilim nechoichi v'goymer. And then finally, v'hadar, at the end it says, afterwards, eshalech ba'artsois hachayim. I shall walk in the lands of life. This is the view of Basil. Says the Brai Savaiter, continuing after Bishamim and Basilel, Poish Yisrael Begufon. When you have a special category called sinners of Israel with their bodies, the Gemara is going to explain what that means. Upoishu Mesailam Begufon. And sinners of the nations of the world with their bodies, Yoidim Legehenna. They descend to Purgatory Venidoinim Bashleim Asachaydish. And they get judged there for 12 months. 12 months. Which, as we know, that the mishpat of Gehenim, even for very serious uh, people who need a lot of spiritual cleansing, is Shema Sechaydish. L'achah Shema After 12 months, Gufon Kala, their body seizes, which literally means the body, the Gemara actually says, and here it means that the body doesn't get up in Tchis HaMesim. V'nishmason Nisrefes, the neshama gets burned. I'll explain in a moment what that means. The Ramban says what this means. Viruach and the spirit of Hashem mefazarton. It spreads, so to speak, the ashes tachas kapois sadikim under the kapois the the soles of the feet of the tzadikim. Shenemar Malachi says about laosid lovi. He says vaasoisem asoisem from the word isa. From the word uh, uh, dough, which is kneaded together. The, the dough, which is trampled on, of the rishoyim, when it's going to be ashes under the soles of your feet. What does this mean? So the Ramban says that it's actually a positive thing. That don't think 
that Poishi Yisrael Begufun or Poishi Umasaylam Begufun don't have a Tikkun, they have a Tikkun. The way the Tikkun is, sometimes Tchiyas HaMesim is the body comes back. The Ramban has a, a, a known Chibur uh, called Shar Hagmul, which means the portal of Schar, of, of, of reward, Shar Hagmul. So the Ramban says there, that the Guv sometimes is not Kabbat Tchiyas HaMesim, but the Neshama is Nisrefes. Nisrefes means when you burn something, it's transformed, right? When something is burnt, it's, the Gemara says, Panim chadashas You say it turns into ashes, it's not the same Metzias. You know that sometimes, to purify somebody, as we know, you could just work with them. And sometimes they need a complete transformation. If, they, if anything from the old self stays, it's just too toxic, it's too many challenges. You need a complete, complete purity, complete transformation. And he says, and then, the Ruach of Hashem, which the Ramban says is Ruach Hanoch Averotzen, a Ruach of pleasantness, brings them under the kapis ragliat tzaddikim so they could join, so to speak, the world of the tzaddikim, the world of Kedusha. That's what the Gemara is saying. How would somebody else not shut kapis ragliat tzaddikim? Sometimes like a part of the punishment. He says, no, this, this is it, that they join. So, so again, this is all obviously euphemisms. We're not dealing with right. uh, physical flames uh, that exist in Gehenna. No physical snow, no physical... It's all euphemisms for various processes that people, that souls go through, which is, of course, for their benefit, to be able to clean up the mess. They should be able to be restored to their pristine, innate uh, Kedusha and glory. Yeah, it's interesting. Which the Gemara is going to discuss what that means. What pushum? But this is what the Ramban says in Shah Ragmul. He says on Ruach, the word Ruach, he says Ruach Hanacha Verotzen. No, no, no. Pashto Begufun is not the Nazis. Pashto Begufun is Arayas. It's Arayas. It's not. Yeah. Where they going? They going there? So, you, no, because people get that ruach means it's a wind that takes, you know, when the wind blows, the ashes spread apart. So he says, ruach is ruach hanoch of erotzen. It's a ruach of, of menucha and rotzen. That's what it means. The fazart and it brings the tachas kapis ragle at something. But the green goes to Gainam? Huh? The green, they go to Gainam? There is a life after life for the green? For some, yeah. There's, there's different shit. There's the uh, where Meib and Gabbai holds it. Chisa Mesim is for non Jews also. For Jews and for non Jews. A lot of shit is held that Chisabesim is for Jews and non Jews also. Before you. Oh, you mean before? Rabbi Yishene Admas offered your kitsu, Elo Lachai Yoylam, Elo Lacharofis, Lideroy and Yoylam. Yeah, I mean, if, I guess your kitsu, I don't know. I guess something. And by the way, when it says Lideroy and Yoylam, which sounds like for eternal damnation, Toysus is going to say soon, it doesn't mean Yoylam means 12 months. Even Beshama, who says the Rishayim Gold Deroy, no, going to say he means 12 months. He doesn't mean Oilam eternally. It's 12 months. Yeah. What? The word is, it's a form, of, it's, a, it's, it's cleansing. It's a form of cleansing, you know, it's like c- cosmic therapy. Weiter. 
Aval Haminim. Now there's another group. Aval Haminim. You have the Minim. What are these Minim? Here you have an interesting Rashi, and it was censored by the by the by the all the prints of Gemara that had to be printed in Christian countries. How do we know? Because we have the first prints of Rashi and Rif and Ein Yaakov and the Ktuki Soifrim. Rashi wrote something else. Let, let's see what it says here. Rashi says Haminim Haanoshim Asher Havchu Divrei Lekim Chayim Lera. Interesting expression. People who took the words of a living God and they transformed it to negativity. So Rashi says, Tzdukim and Baitoisim literally means are the Talmidim of Tzadik and Baitis who lived in this man Bayashani. And they completely transformed, they created the, the sects known as the Sadducees, the Tzdukim, or the Baitusim. Sodasis, yeah. I thought seducees, okay. Who uh, who denied Torah Shabal Peh, who denied Scharva Oynish, huh? Yeah. But the original print of Rashi said, Vehem Talmide Yeshe Hanoitzri. Kagoin Talmide Yeshe Hanoitzri. Yoshke, huh? So, 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 all the Gemaras that were printed in Christian countries, they had to change. So they changed Talmide Yeshe Hanoitzri because it could be dangerous for the Jews. They wouldn't let it be printed, you know, to criticize them that way. But that's that's uh, that's very interesting. That's why we. That's why we. Yeah. Yeah. If you look in in Enyakov and Rashi, or, or the first first edition of Rashi, and before I bring it says Talmid Yashianitzri. So he says Avol Aminim. But these types of people, the Minim, Bahamasoyrus. Rashi says Masoyrus is Malshinim, informers. Shemoisim Mamin. You saw Biadov Dikechavim. They would take Jewish money and give it over to the hand of idolaters. Vahapikursim. Rashi teaches Apikursim. Mevaza Talmid Echachavim. Denigrate Talmid Echachavim. Rashi writes of the Gemara next category. Shekafru Batayra. When you have those who denied Apikursim Shekafru Batayra. So Rashi learns Apikursim was Mevaza Talmid Echachavim. So the question is, does it have to be Apikursim Shekafru Batayra? Or some Agayrez Apikursim Vishakafru Batayra. In other words, it's another category. That's how it is in many of the Rishonim with the extra love here. Vapikursim Vishakafru Batayra. And they deny Torah. In other words, they say, Moshe Rabbeinu made Rashi says, Ha'oimnim ain't Torah and Hashemayim. So you see from Rashi to two categories. They say Torah was made up by a man named Moses Jefferson or by Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Vishakafru Batchis Hamesim. They deny the very reality of Chis Hamesim. Vishapeshim Medarchitzibur. They detach themselves from Klal Yisrael. In other words, I'm not Jewish. I'm not part of you. V'shepeshem medarchet tzibur, Rashi says, V'shepeshem medarchet tzibur loy garsinon. Why? The hainu kalhani delael. It's already redundant. All the above are parish medarchet tzibur. Somebody is kaifu betchis ha-mesim who gives over the Jewish money to non-Jews, talmidei yashia noitzri, kaifu betchis. They're already, it's hainu ach. That is how you separate from the klal Yisrael. You're not part of them. So Rashi says, the hainu kalhani delael. V'hach masnisa b'seder oilam. In fact, this b'raisa, Exists also in a text from the Tanoim called Seder Olam. And over there, there's a girsa Shapirshu Medarchitzibur. Those Jews kegoin Haminim Vamesoides Vapikursim Medarchitzibur means Medarchitzibur. Tzibur doesn't mean a particular minion. It means the drachim of the whole Jewish people. They completely don't see themselves as part of the people. Vaiter the next category. To Evdikachavim, yeah. 
They moisten, they send, they send on people, moisten. and then they go and take the money. They tell them, they, they, they tell them your ass, informers. they take the money. But yeah, they're the kachavim. No, that's the chayda kol shekein. Obviously, somebody who gives over Jews biyada of the gechavah. That's the chiddush here is even more. Rashi says even mum in Yisrael, which of course one may lead to the other. Perhaps because money is not just about money. They could be arrested. They could be tortured. They could be killed. It's Maestrim who give over Jews to biyada of the gechavah. You want to know if it applies in America? Does it apply in America? It's probably not the same category exactly. I mean, I'm not condoning, I'm just saying prisons here are not exactly prisons of Evdik Echavim, etc. But, uh, it's also... fine, I'm just saying, it's, I don't know if it's Mamash the same exact like it was in, in ancient times. I'm, I don't know, I'm just saying, I don't think it's Mamash the same. The concept, you say. Also, Rashi says, Evdik Echavim. No, I'm, I'm talking about because, you know, one of the issues with molestation, and this was, you're not allowed to tell the police because it's Mesira, Mesira, Mesira. That's right, Okay, good. Yeah. So he was a right, ah. exactly. It's not a regular situation. Yeah. And it's not the same, but talking about your money and talking about you doing something wrong to, <coughs> to people, to Jews. If I'm telling on you because you, you stole it's my money. It's not just his money, you're saying. It's not just his money. Okay. Jews. It doesn't mean the Christian. Yeah, tell me the Yeshua with Jews, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it actually says Chaim They took the Torah, they did not take the Torah. They used Divri Lakim Chaim, but they completely transformed it. Ah, no, no. Yeah. Fakat according to some points uh, may not even be a problem. Right? Shituf. And then <laughs> okay, vaite. And those who cast fear, chitas vayichitas alakim yavin bereishes vayishlach is fear. They cast their fear beeretz chayim in the land of life. Meaning, the Gemara is going to explain what this means. But the point is, Rashi says lekama mefarish. They 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 cast fear in everybody. V'shechatu vechtiu esarabim. And those who didn't only sin, they made the entire Klal Yisrael, the majority sin, like Yerovim and Nevat and his colleagues, Yerovim and Nevat became the king after Shleim HaMelech passed away, they revolted against Shleim HaMelech, and he literally resurrected Avay Dezar in Eitz Yisrael, and the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, he was one of the G'dayli Hadar, and it says in Pekayavis, he's considered Chaito Machtas Rabbim. All these, Yordin Legehenim go down to Gehenim, Vinidoinim Baladoidis, and get judged there for generations and generations. Shenemar the Pasuk says in Kishaya, Vyotsu, Virob, Figre, Hanoshima, Paishim B. They can go out and see the corpses of the people who sinned against me, and the Pasuk continues. I'll finish the Pasuk. Kisailatam, Lomps, Lysamos, Vishim, Lysichbe, Vahoyu, Deiran, Lechalbasa. The fire won't be extinguished. They will be deroy, the deterioration for all flesh. So that's what he says. It continues. But the Gemara says, very interestingly, ah, we're going to see the next line. Gehenim kala, vehem einon kala. The Gehenim is going to end, but they ultimately won't, won't, be, won't be nullified. In other words, they will outlast the Gehenim. There's a, a fam- one of the famous book of Rabbi Menachem Azariah Fanu, he has a sefer, Asarim Amoris. So he says that this Gemara is similar to what it says in Parshish Hazinu, Chitzai Achalabom. Hashem says, I will finish my arrows on them. So Chazal say Rashi brings, Chitzai Kalim, Vehem Einem Kalim. 
I'm going to finish all my arrows, but they will not cease. In other words, they're going to outlive my arrows. So he learns it's a very positive thing. That's what he says in Asar Mamars. The Gehenim will end. But, hey, Menem Kalim. Ultimately, after that, they're going to have a Tikkun also. Shenemar, <coughs> that's how he touches that it's a positive thing. Because he could touch it in two ways. Yeah. Gehenim Kalim, hey, Menem Kalim. It's going to be so bad that it'll never, ever end. He says, no, ultimately, the Gehenim is going to end for them. But the Haim, their neshamas are going to have uh, are going to be rectified. Generally, it's interesting. This is this is a here. It's not uh, I'm not. Uh, um, the Arizal writes in the Kutei Hashas, the Alshich brings in Parsha Shmini, the Emek Hamelach, that the Klal is that all neshamas ultimately have a tikkun. All neshamas. La yidach mimenu nidach. The pasuk says in Shmuel, v'cheshem achshav b'tidach lanu nidach. The question is. How long it takes, how difficult the process is, how challenging the process is. Even Yeravim ben Nevat that it says already in Sanhedrin, call Yisrael Yeshlem Chelik Leilam Haba, but there are those who don't. And he brings Yeravim ben Nevat. So it says in Yerushalmi and Kelayim, in Talmud Yerushalmi, Masech Tiklaim, that even Yeravim ben Nevat, even Yeravim ben Nevat is going uh, to have a tikkun. Yes, the Sanhedrin says, Dershir Shumas Aymrim Yeshlem Chelik Leilam Haba. Yerushalmi says, that Yerav ben Avot, their bodies, his body was burnt physically. The body, and the schus of Eretz Yisrael, he's also going to have, uh, he's also going to have a tikkun, and have ultimately tchis ames. That's Yerav ben Avot. That's Yerav ben Avot. Listen, he was he was a tzatzke. He was a, he was a character. And he was no question. A night madriga. Yeah. That the British was telling him that's true. Let's say. So it's a pellet because Hidigamara says he going Yerav ben Avot v'chaveira. Huh? What? No, no, it's a fascinating thing. That he says, clean your shalmi clem. You don't have a vote for Chavera, we're going to have a tickle. You're a shalmi, sir. I didn't know. According to your shalmi, you could look it up. Kelayim, I think, paid a test. He says, the schus of Eretz Yisrael, the bodies are burnt. Tchis ha-mesa means, it says, no, tchis ha-mesa. Tchis ha-mesa means the neshama together with the guf. Sometimes it's just a neshama, not the guf. Sometimes the neshama and another guf. But there's going to be tchis ha-mesa for him. That's what Chazal said. That's what Yerushalmi says. That's, uh, let's say, in Hardis, uh, also. He was not Jewish. Right. So, what do you ask on Hordus? You can ask on Hitler, on Stalin, on no, Mengele, on Himmler, on Eichmann. This is a whole different mice. This is not Poshu. They're not Poshu um Masoilam Begufa. Poshu um Masoilam Begufa means they have Gilead That's all. It's like a mother. It's like a common. It's unique, unique uh, souls of Loisachayakal. These are souls that are. It's, it's beyond evil. This Taiva and then there's evil. It's right. This Taiva and even corruption, terrible, terrible corruption and, you know, and horrible things that people do. I'm not talking about Shaykh, we're talking about Mazet. We're talking about amazing. We're not talking about here in Yonim B'Shoikim. Yeravim B'Navot was a... He was Chayta Mahdas. I mean, he destroyed the, what's, what happened over there in Etzisro. The Etzisro and the Neshamas are combined. Everyone has a Chayla. It's a Mela. It's supposed to be a Neshamas also have to be. Yeah. The Sefer Eimek HaMelech, the Talmudim of the Arizal. So he says it's not possible that a shouldn't have a Tikkun. He says, The Ramban also says this in Shar HaKamu. Ramban says it already. EF said that an Ashama should be completely lost. There's no such a thing. He says, It can't be. An Ashama can't be lost. It has to sometimes go through tremendous, you know, processes in order to be cleansed. Just like you have in this world, you have sometimes a person gets so uh, damaged 
abused or they abuse themselves so badly. It's a long, long process. Sometimes more than 12 months, as we know, to get out, to get out all the dysfunction. But the Nekud is, you want to bring back the Neshama to its true core. Ramban says in Sharing, well, EF, it's impossible that a Neshama should be completely lost. A Neshama. A Neshama should be completely lost. But the Emekamelech says that since it's it's Chelekelekamim Mal, so you have there, and the Kolanaifeyach, the Ayipach Ba'apov, so the Zoyar brings Mandin Nafach, Mitoiche Nafach, the Ramban brings it in Bereshis. So therefore you have there, so to speak, you have a lakus over there, and it's neitzam atoyis. So therefore, every neshama ultimately has a tikkun. The pella is that yiravim and and these things. You know, you read one gemara, but another place it says even he has a tikkun. So gehenim kolavehem einim kolin. The Ramemi Panu writes that they have uh, they will outlive gehenim also. The kolka with vayshenema the pasuk in Tehillim v'tsuram levalois shaoil and the pasuk continues mizvul loy. So the gemara teaches what's pshat. Tsuram levalas shaol mizvuloi. Tsuram means their tsura, which is like their neshama. Their tsura refers to neshama. Levalas shaol means they will cause the shaol is gehenim. They will cause the shaol to deteriorate. In other words, the gehenim will end, but they won't end. Levalas shaol, levalas comes from the word bala, like a, a garment is bala. It, uh, it decomposes, it rots. It says, Tsuram levalas shaol. Their tzuda will be mavala. They will deteriorate Gehenim. In other words, the Gehenim will end up on them. And it will be gone. The kol lama. Why is this? Mipnei. By the way, I once saw, why is Gehenim called Sha'oil? It's called Sha'oil Tachtis, right? So I once saw a vart in that Sha'oil comes from the word Sha'ol, which means borrowed. Borrowed. So what does it mean to live a life of Gehenim? Sometimes even in this world, a person who lives a borrowed life. A borrowed life means you don't, it's not authentic. You don't live your own life. You borrow your life from somebody else. Why is it? Because tachtas. Because you feel you're so low that you have to borrow other people's lives in order to live. Because you're such a, you're so worthless. You're so meaningless. I have to borrow your life in order to have a life because I'm tachtas. So you have that concept that the person doesn't recognize their own their own beauty, their own infinity, their own alakust, their own value, their own toiv. They're borrowing somebody else's life. And that's... Ah? What? Sha'al Tachtas. It's brought us. Oh, the concept. The concept is very... Somebody once said, we're all, we're all born originals, most of us die as copies. V'kol kach lama, why is this? M'pnei she'pashtu yedeyem b'zvul. Because they extended their hands against Zvul. Zvul is always a term used for the Beis Hamikdash. Shenemar, the Pasik says, V'tsuram levalus sho'el, mizvuloi. Because of the Zvul. What's Zvul? Ve'ein Zvul, ele Beis Hamikdash. Shenemar, when Shloyma finishes building the Beis Hamikdash, he says in Melachim, Bonoi vanisi Beis Zvul lach. The word Zvul means a home. <coughs> when Yaakov has his, when Yileya gives birth to Zvulun, she names Zvulun, she says, Rashi says, Me'ata ike right? Yaakov is now going to move in with me. Because I brought him so many children, six children, after she gives birth to Zvulun, he's now going to live with me. So Zvul is the place where you live. Ma'aleyem, on this group, Omre Chana, Chana says, Vaitechana, Hashem yechatu mirivov. Those who fight, Mirivov, are the enemies of the Rebbeinu Shalolam. Yechatu will be broken. Mirivov is, they destroy the Zvul, they destroy the Beis HaMikdash. Amr Yitzhak Barabin, Ufneim, and their faces, Doimun L'Shul 
are compared l'shulegdeira. L'shulegdeira means the bottom of a pot. The bottom of a pot, of course, is on the fire, so it gets darkened. In other words, their ponim has to also go through this transformation. Their entire self needs the cleansing of the fire in order to get out all the filth. For Amar Rava, Rava says, V'inu mishapirei shapirei debnei mechuzah. These people were the best. Rava came from a place called Mechuzah. So Rava says these were the people who de Shapira. They were the most spoiled and rotten, not rotten, gluttonous of, of, of Bnei Mechuzah. Rashi says, They were very fat and they always made sure that they got their way with pleasure. And they're called the Bnei Gehenim. Rashi says, That's what they're going to be called. We just learned He always bends to Chesed, so the pain in him don't go to Gehenna. You brought before Apostolic in Schaya that I will bring a third in fire and refine them like we refine silver and gold, and then they will call out in my name and I will respond, which was the proof of Beit Hamai that there's a third group. And Beit says there's no third group. And for the Gemara, Hasab, Paishi Yisrael, Begufan. According to Beit that's a unique category. It's Paishi Yisrael, Begufan. So the Gemara, Paishi Yisrael, Begufan. Hamrit Lelesta, Lutakanta. Didn't you say. Before the Pesh Yisrael Begufan, it seems like don't have a Takana. We mean this type of Takana that you're saying. Here you're saying the third group goes down and comes right up. But you said Pesh Yisrael Begufan after being in him 12 months. And the Guf doesn't come back. And the Nisham has to be transformed. Here it doesn't say that. Here it says I bring them in the fire and they become refined. It's like silver and gold. What happens with silver? You don't destroy silver. You refine silver, right? You bring the silver into the fire and you refine it. You refine it. You know, anybody here knows about silver refinery? Huh? How does the person who refines silver know that it's refined fully? Huh? You know how? When he sees his reflection in the silver. When he sees his own reflection in the silver. The silver, silver becomes so refined, so pure, I look at it, and I see my reflection in it. Yeah? Okay, so that's trapped in the Pasuk. It says that the soul is going to be refined like silver. When I look at him, I see my reflection. I see that when I look at him, I see my reflection. Yeah, that's, that's the Pshat. So that's a whole different Vart. It's not that the body doesn't stand up and then the Shalom becomes ashes. So you just said, it's a whole different Takana. When we said there was no takana like this, it's biroivavoynus. It means that the majority of their life is sins, plus their poishi yisrael begufam. Hachet mechza avoynus or mechza zachis veizbunami oven the poishi yisrael begufam. When we say Beis Hillel says that there's a shlishis baish, it's talking about beinin. Elamai they have poishi yisrael begufam in their avoynus. So if it would stand be bait in them, it would be rachas. Since it's poishi yisrael begufam, they go through the process of refining in the fire. Loisagile the lav a vases ashlishes beish. Shlishes begufam means in like in yonim of of the muna of 
He's going to say, the Gemara is going to say what Pashit Slob Gufun. So when you have Pashit Slob Gufun, they sagulate the lave vesashlishes beish. It's not enough. The hevesi, it's le sagile de la vevesi ashlishes beish. It's not enough for the oven of Pashi Yisrael begufen that he should be in his without going down to Gehenna. He needs that. But vim lav, rav chesed matiklape chesed. So you have three categories. You have the categories where you said lesle takanta Pashi Yisrael begufen. That's unique. That has to be rubam avoinus. Then it's a much more difficult tikkun. The guf burns and the neshama becomes ashes and goes under the feet of the tzaddik. You have the other extreme, the Bainini. Rabbi Silasabachal doesn't go to Gehennem. Rav Chesed. Even though Beis Shammai says, yeah. And then you have Bainini, Mechza Zochitz, Mechza Avoinus, plus Pashi Yisrael, but Gufon. Then there's a Beis Yisashlishes Beish. That's what he says. Okay. Let's see Taisvis. Ki Leslu Takana, Beroiv Avoinus. When you said there was no Takana, the Guf is Kala, it's only if Rubai Avoinus. Mamish Rubayavainus. Okay, like Rashi says on the first Rashi, Hamrit Leslu Takanta, you said the Nasan Eifer, the Nisham has to become ashes. Vahachi, here you say, Vitsiraftin, Kitsroifes Akesef, Shayimruku Yusurayan as Avainam, their sins will become cleansed through the Yusurim, through the pain of Gehenim. It's a whole different experience. So he says, Eid Kharami, it's a different experience. We're talking about two different categories. Zaktaisvis. You see Taisvis, he less loot Takana Bereva Vinus, in other words, the Izbu Avain the Pashi Sabagufa. Plus they have Pashi Sabagufa, not Stam Reva Vinus. You would think the Gemara says if they have Reva Vinus, they don't have a Takana. He says, No, 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 no. Plus, right plus Bahadamrina I we learned before Baishamai said there's three groups. And the Rishayim that have Rubam Avoinus, even though they're not Pashi Yisrael, but Gufim, they go straight to Gehenim. So the Lechayda, this contradicts Taisvis. Taisvis says that what? If you have Rav Avoinus and not Pashi Yisrael, but Gufim, yeah, you don't just say they go to the Roy Noilam. You don't say that. With Pashi Yisrael, but Gufim, then you have to have this. But the Gemara said before, they go to the Roy Noilam. So Taisvis says, no, it doesn't mean they don't have a Takana. Even though Beishamai brought the Pasuk, Rabbim Yesheni Ad Masafor Yakitsu, and these are going to go lechay oylam, and these are going to go lechepel adiroyin oylam. So it means they never have a takana. I there's no pesh Yisrael begulf, and he says the loy loy shaloyelam takana elanidoyin mishnei masar chaydish veoylam. Oylam doesn't mean eternity. Oylam means that they judge for twelve months in Gehenna, and then they go up. So the adiroyin oylam only means twelve months, not forever. And I guess the Marsha says, because it doesn't mean that Oilam could mean forever, Oilam could mean for the world. They'll be embarrassed for the world, but not that they're going to be there forever. So Toysfus says, if there's no Pashi Yisrael Begufan, it's just Gehenim. If there's Reva Avoinus and Pashi Yisrael Begufan, then there's the process that we spoke about, Gufam Kala, and the Neshama is burnt into ashes and goes under the feet of Sadikim, which according to many is also a Tikkun, but a difficult Tikkun. Very important you cite here to understand these Gemaras, it's Shrekadik Gemaras. So they're often taught in a wrong way. What do I mean they're taught in a wrong way? It's almost like a, a, a factory where Nishamas come and says, you go here, you go there, you go there, with all the fires and everything. But really a person has to understand it, and that's what Basil is trying to say, Virav Chesed, Mataklapi Chesed. 
that you're dealing here with somebody who loves the neshamas and loves them unconditionally. But just like you have uh, <laughs> you have laundry, yeah, you have clothes, and the clothes become old and they become smelly and they become dirty and filthy. You put them in a washing machine and the water is hot and you put chemicals and you put soap and they're spinning around hundreds of times, thousands of times, and the socks or the undershirt or the shirt will turn to you and say, well, you hate me so much, what are you doing? You say, no, on the contrary. When I bought you, you were so beautiful and soft and clean, and I want to bring you that to that. I want to bring you back to that softness and cleanliness. So that's why I'm doing it. It's not a relationship based on uh, trying to get back at you and take revenge. It's in order for you to be able to reach your ultimate, your ultimate true beauty and true potential. The same is true with an neshama. Neshama is a chelik alakamimal, and neshama is amazing, and neshama is sacred. All this is the day that the neshama should be able to experience. It's true. It's true glory. I. We talk about pain. We talk about fire. That's why you give the muscle of refining silver. Is that a painful process? Yeah. I mean, for the silver, it's going through fire. But what's the purpose? That the, your image should be reflected in the silver. That we should be able to see in you who you really are. And who are you really? You're really a reflection of Hashem. That's refining the silver. So that's why. When you read different Svarim on these Indian, you see the Arizal Sadman, a lot of say every Nishama has a tikkun. The Shailas Vu Vaz Vivan. There's no Lo Yiddach Bimenu Nidach is a claw. You see here, even the biggest, the worst category, Roiva Voinus, and Poetry Yisrael Begufon. The Ramem Panu says, Gehenem Kala Vehemenem Kala. Gehenem Kala Vehemenem Kala. Shtaz Acha Yiddish and Nishama is forever, ever, ever lost for eternal damnation. Even though some people teach it, it's not the emas. What about the Gentile evil people that like to go to war? You mean like Hitler and these yeah, people? That's a different category. You don't say it on their neshamas chelikal kalim. You're not going to say on Hitler's neshama chelikal kalim. So what is their what is their chias? They have a nefesh like a behemah has a nefesh. A Moloch, you say, like, What is the concept of pain here? I don't think pain here means people think it's physical pain. Well, it's a mo- embarrassment? No, I don't think that. Let's say somebody goes to therapy, right? For somebody that's sitting in them, they have an issue with their father, with their mother, with their teacher, with their Rebbe, with their yeah. wife. And you have to spit up things that you buried 42 years ago. What does it feel like? Huh? It's, it's even the more pain than the original uh, pain, right? Why is it so painful? Because you sometimes invested your whole life in, in repressing it. And it has to come up. There's a lot of tears. But it's, it's, it's good pain. What do I mean it's good pain? It's taking out a splinter. hurts. It's taking out an infection. Afterwards, the person is cleansed. It's not pain... Because we want to destroy the person. The pain is the, t- the pain is inevitable result of the fact that I have to quetch out and squeeze out all the toxicity and filth in me. So when you speak about Yisuri Gehenim, Rashi says Yisurim, it's, it's like the pain of, of literal therapy. That's the process. Gehenim is therapy. I don't know if it's correct, you know, there is a punishment called Kafar Kevin. Yeah. Um, it was explained to me that the neshama is put into a uh, imagined world 
Well, the word kafa kela means a slingshot. Yeah. So they explain to them in yeshiva that you take the neshama, you put it in a spoon, and you sling it to the other side of the world, and they make it like a ping pong. The neshama becomes like a ping pong or tennis. That's what they taught them, right? Which aveda did you get this for? Which aveda would you get kafa kela from? Just wondering. Every day the rabbi. Explain to me that the neshama imagines that everything is just. Beautiful and, and living it up, all yeah. the bad things, and then he's yeah. the world of truth. Yeah, and sees that yeah. It's, it's a Gemara in Shabbos. Kafakel is a Gemara in Shabbos. Embarrassment. Yeah, but the is truth is like this: all these things are meshalim. They're not. <laughs> you don't have slingshots in Olam and you don't do this to neshama. God is not a sadist, barbaric uh, creator who says, "Okay." This guy, I got him, and I'm going to torture him, and tatnas tatnanai megatim shmeisim, to the point that he's going to learn not to start up with me. You know what I mean? You're not dealing here with somebody who's full of ego and insecurities, and is busy taking revenge. Even Ladas Beishama, <laughs> even Ladas Beishama, Beishama holds midas hakvura, yeah, not midas hakesed. But uh, it's, you're not dealing here with uh, sadistic, barbaric revenge. Kolshe came Basilo, who says, "Behold, Hanhag is with Rav Chesed." These are all mishalim for different types. Forgive my word for different types of therapies that different souls and bodies need in order to be able to restore themselves to their own glory. It's different. So take for example Kafakela. What's the idea of kafakela? Kafakela means a person is in a particular world. They're comfortable in that world. Yeah, They get transported into a whole other world. What happens in the process of when you, when you, when you kaleya something, when you sling it, yeah? as it flies to the other side, yeah? and back and back and back, it could shake off a lot which is on it because it goes back and forth. So what does it mean? It means that the person has to be taken out from the world they're in, and they have to be brought back into that world that they try to escape from. Yeah, let's <coughs> say a couple really is not getting along; they're having a lot of issues. They're married, uh, I don't know, twenty-five years, and they have to be brought back. So you know, everyone is more or less comfortable. They learned how to live and survive, and you have to be brought back to that first year, or that first month, or that first day, or that first five years, and go through that process in order to spit it out, that's a very intense process. And then you come back here and you go back there. It's not an easy thing. But what does it accomplish? It accomplishes that all the negativity and all the fear and the loneliness and the tears and the depression could ultimately, the sadness can emerge, the loneliness can get spit out. So that's the idea. So, you know, when we speak about Gehenna, we're not dealing with somebody who hates us. You know, there's nothing to be afraid of. You're not dealing with somebody who wants to destroy you. It's someone who loves you as much as you love yourself, if not more, who says, come, let me invite you to the process that will help you become who you really are. That's the process. Yes, yes. Why does the Gemara talk about it? You'll find out then. The pshat is, because in this world we could do it all. When you do it in this world, it's a sach geschmacker. It's always geschmacker. In fact, in this world, transformation 
is very easy. In the other world, you can't transform yourself. Now you have to go through the cleansing. Here I could literally transform myself. That's the uniqueness of this world. The Balatanya, the Altarebbe writes in the Kutatari and Parshish Pinchas, that the Olam Haba in Gan Eden is based on the Malakalalman. The Malakalalman, everything has its place. If I'm a tzaddik, I'm a tzaddik. If I'm a rush, I'm a rush. I am who I am. Now I have to deal with it. It says, in this world, is rooted in Sev of Kalam. Sev of Kalam, there's no Mailan Mata. So you say, I'm on the bottom. You're not on the bottom. In one moment, you could be on the top. Complete transformation is possible. That's why truth is in this world. The world is rooted in a space where there's no such a thing, I'm, this is who I am. I'm not. This is who I think I am. Valeya invited the Brayse said Valeya and Amar David on these beinim it says a haftiki ishmasha darash rava maidiksev a haftiki ishma Hashem is kolei tachanun. Amre knasis is all of nekadosh baruch hu. Jewish people say before Hashem ribayne shaloylam emos sayana yahuva lefanach b'zman shat hashemay kol tachanun. Question answer. Yeah. Emos sayana yahuva lefanach when am I loved before you a hafti. When do you love me? When I see it, as you listen to the voice of my beseeching, that shows me the Ava. Amosai, a haftoni, the Ava to me. So a hafti is a havasi. When do I see the love? Even though I'm poor from mitzvahs, like the Bainanim. If me, it's beautiful to help. In other words, ahafti, you love me, and I see it when you listen to me, even though I'm da li na la you help me and your mate klape schos. Li na la Rashi says, Dalani ba mitzvahs, you're going bain in him, shein zuchir, sein machri, and littlest lambis chusam. They don't have enough. So, li ya hishia, la hatis klape chasam. What are What do we mean? This unique category of that we spoke about, our rep is different. So he says, Amarav, it means Karkafta, the Loy Manacht Karkafta means a head that never put on Tfilin. Karkafta, the Loy Manacht Tfilin. Amarav, Baveira. By Pesha Masalim Aveda means promiscuity in Arayas, meaning adultery, which is, of course, an Isra also for Bnei Noyach. One of the campaigns of the Lubavitcher Rebbe was Miftzit Tfilin, to put Tfilin on Yidin. So once there was somebody, a big Rav, who attacked it very, very heavily. You go and you take a secular Jew and you put him on Tfilin. Some of you heard as children probably. You, put a, you take a Goy. And you put on tefillin on a guy, what's it worth? So he once spoke about it, he says, a gemara in Rosh Hashanah, that a karkafta, the loy manach tefillin, has a whole different category. He says, you take tefillin, you put it on a yid once, and he says, Shema Yisrael, you took him out forever from the category of Pesh Yisrael Begufan. Who can understand the value of it? He says, how can you underestimate it? Even if he's never, ever, ever going to see a pair of tefillin again. He says, Kol Shekem, that hundreds of them and thousands of them as a result of that, their Yiddishkeit was triggered. But he says, even if not, you took him out of the category of karkaf to the loy manacht It's a whole different category in Allah. Of course, we also have to understand, it's a very important yusayt about our generation. The Rambam says that whenever we speak about different people, it's talking about people who know, and they say, I don't want not putting on tefillin ever. 
when you have a generation that's basically called Tinoikus Shenizhbul Abena Akum, it's like if a first child was kidnapped as a baby and never visited his father. And you're going to say he's a Poshi Sobagufi because he never visited his father. He doesn't even know who his father is. How's he supposed to know his father? He was kidnapped. So that's a whole different category in Halacha Bechlal we have to understand. Chazanish brings it in Yeridea that in our generation, in our generation, a lot of the halachas that were said don't apply because it's, most of them are literally tenokish and You're dealing without people without any type of real education. And as we know today, you have people who officially have an education, but they also didn't have an education. I don't know if they're called Paisha Yisrael because they don't know. They don't know. If they're taught uh, wrong things, so that's also not an education. So that's a pshat. That's the gather here. We said one of the categories of those who are yoyed l'gehenim l'doyde doydes are what? If they cast, if they cast their fear on others. Amar Reb Chizda is a parnas hamatil eimi yisaida latzibur shaloy l'shem shemay. This is an interesting idea. A parnas, a leader who casts tremendous fear on the community, and it's not for the sake of heaven, it's partially for the sake of his power. Sometimes you have leaders in communities, they drive fear into everybody, they say it's all for Hashem, I represent Hashem. He says, these are people that are yoyed l'gehenim l'doyed They're partially control freaks. Huh? No, it's the Jews. He's quoting the Braisa before. You remember the Braisa before that spoke about Minim and Mesoid and Moisim and Apikursim? Yeah, that I heard the Gehenim One of the categories was that they cast their fear. Barrett's Chaim says, Ayid gets up, he becomes a little. Huh? Amy said a home, also. A home? yeah, yeah. Yeah, tremendous fear, yeah. Tremendous fear. Yeah. Yeah. Any leader, even if he's a scholar, who casts this type of fear on the tzibur, you will see it in his children. His children are going to run away. And it's not a punishment, like everything else. It's, it, it happens naturally. Because the child grew up in the house, even though he saw all this tzitkos, it was all a lie, it was fake. The guy was just looking for his power. Shenemar. What happens here is, uh, the Apostle says, Eoiv, he lost a lot. He lost uh, his fortune, his children. He suffered a lot. So one of his friends came and gave him Musa. And he said, You brought fear in a lot of people. Because you cast fear, people were afraid of you, so you're not going to see you're not going to see meaning you're not going to have descendants from Midichacham. We learn Basil says, Virav Chesed, Mataklapi Chesed. What's Pshar Hashem is Mataklapi Chesed? What, you have a scale? What does it mean? Like, how does it work? Koivshay means, like you, uh, how does he touch Koivshay? Rabbi Litzman. Huh? He presses on it, yeah? He presses on it. Look, you have a scale, and you put your fist on it, you put your elbow on it, and you push it down. Literally, koivish. We have uh, those who say the Mishnah is, you have a mikveh, 
and uh, and the water is too shallow. You have enough water, but it's too shallow. So kovish, you could take reeds and sticks. You kovish it. You you press it in the water. The water should go up. So literally, he takes it He presses down. He presses down the scale. He presses down the scale of chesed. So yichbush doesn't mean he presses down avoynus. He presses down the mitzvahs that the avoynus should uh, that the mitzvah should prevail. That's yichbush. Rashi says kovish is kafam is nayim shalschus umachrinas avoynus. He presses down the scale and it overrides the avoynus. Yichbush avoynusenu yichru boy. They they become more powerful than the avoynus. Rabbi Yosi bechanina mar no noise. Noise means he picks up one of the sins. So Mela becomes lighter. Shenemar noise avoynus alpashas. Like he, one shot is he presses on the mitzvah so it goes down that side. And one is he picks up, he takes away noise avoynus alpashas. He lifts up. Rashi says magbiya kaf meznayim shalavin. He picks up the scale of oven, but Mela the mitzvahs become heavier. That's pshat. Noise noise oven. A whole different word. Either koivish or noise. Both Hapsukim, yeah. I believe the Ketushas Levi says that it's two different Mahalchim and Tshuva. You have a Nutsiyas of Koivish. Koivish means he focuses on the positive. He focuses on the mitzvahs. And then there's something even deeper, Noiseyavin. Noiseyavin means he doesn't have to press down the mitzvahs or even press down the Avoynas. Noise means he lifts them up. He lifts them up. Every Aveda... If you lift it up to its ultimate, ultimate source, it can be transformed into Kedusha. Every Aved, if you really noisy it, if you pick it up, the energy and its source is really Kedusha. So there's Koivish oven, and then there's noisy oven. He lifts it up. Like Zdoinus Nasalik Azachias. Because every distortion begins in holiness. Ein Hadinim Nimtakim Ela Besharshan. Tana Debeir Bishmor, Bishmor said, Mavidishin Rishin. He takes away one by one. In other words, the first sin that comes in, he takes away. So therefore, if it's ever half, the Zachias win, V'cheni Amida, and that's the Midah of Rav Chesed. Amar Rava, V'oven Atzmai Ene Nimchik. But, even though he removes it, it doesn't get completely erased. Why? The Yikiru Ba'avoynes, if there's going to be a majority of sins, Machshib Ba'adayu. Ultimately, he will consider this one also. It's not that he completely removes it. If it's mechza, mechza, you always win. But if it's going to be ruboy, this is also going to be counted. Rava, my Rava says, Kol ha-mavir al-midoisav, ma'avirin loyal pshav. Kol pshav. You know what ma'avir al-midoisav means? Hadihazitaych, Rabbi Litzman. Kol ha-mavir al-midoisav. Somebody who forgoes his emotions. Huh? That's what he says? Mamish those words. Call a mavir al midaisav. No, no. Before that, somebody relinquishes his measures of retribution. What's pshat? So Rashi says. Rashi says what? A mavir al midaisav she'ena medaktik limdoid midel mitzari moisay umaniach midaisav v'haylechloi. Sometimes somebody causes you pain, and you say, measure for measure. I will destroy you like you're trying to destroy me. Rashi says sometimes you just let things go. It's called letting it go. Letting go. See, the word letting go is nishta chiddush from uh, high psychologists. 
means you go away. You don't pass on mitzvahs. You let it go. You don't let a mitzvah go. Here, it's in a good way. You let your mitzvahs go. You're raging, you're burning, I'm going to get them back, I'll destroy them. So the Gerava says, Hashem takes away all his sins. Of course, doesn't mean if a person is dangerous. If a person is dangerous... And he could harm other people. Then to be mavid al medaisev, you become part of you become you become an assistance to criminal activity. Mavid al medaisev doesn't mean a guy is a molester or he's causing untold harm to people. And you say I'm going to be mavid al medaisev. What do you mean mavid al medaisev? The guy is a roid if he's killing people. You don't say mavid al medaisev means sometimes you know we carry grudges for years against people, and you have to learn how to let go. Sometimes, technically, you may be right. The person did this, the person did that. You have to not be able to let go. He teaches, to whom does Hashem lift up the sins and remove them? To somebody who's over al pesha. He, he overlooks the pshayim, the sins that were done against him. Rashi says, Midas Hadin is not Medayik. He says, okay, let's go. You let go, I let go. We create the energy around us. So if you live in a world where you let go of things, so Midas Hadin says, okay, with this person we let things go. That's the style. We let things go. So the son of Rabbi Yeshua became sick. So the Papa went in to ask him how he is. He saw that he's about to die. The whole world is uh, the whole world is going to leave. Amalur, if Papa says to his family, to Rabbunah's family, Tzvisu zvadata, prepare for him food for the journey. Now this is very strange. Rashi says, Heichinu Somebody's traveling, yeah, on a trip to Los Angeles, you prepare a tuna sandwich. Rashi says, Ma'it Seydah Sameh Sim Tachrichin. He needs tachrichim. Papir, tzedeladerech, zvadata, tzedeladerech, food for the way. L'soif itvach. He never died. He came back. Itvach means he came back to life. He, he became healthy. <laughs> so if Papa comes into his house, sees he's about to die, he says, chevra, tachrichim. It's time to call the chevra kaddish. Yeah, but the guy came back to life. Buna came back to life. So he says, have a michzif rev papa lemichziyeh. Rev papa was embarrassed to look at him, to see him. Because, uh, you know, he already predicted his death and he said, go bring him tachrichim. It was embarrassing. So he said in his presence. In his presence, yeah. He said in his presence. Omar, Omar lay, sort of, Huna met Mitzrav Papa, and Papa is embarrassed. So he tells Rav Papa, no, in, Hachi Hava, you were right. You were right. I was supposed to die. For Amalu HaKadosh Baruch I was supposed to die. It was like a, a, a near-death experience. I was there. You were right. But then, when I showed up, Hashem said to the Bezdin Shalmaila, Since Reb is not a person who's noikim v'noiter, he doesn't stand by his words in a negative way. In other words, he does not exact payment and punishment from every person. He lets things go, so therefore, You don't, you also let things go. So this actually happened to him. 
Rashi says, You were right. Rebun is not a person who stands firm on every emotion to punish people the way they did something to him. Don't be medactic after him. So even though there was already a penalty of Misa, he could, he could come back. That's why I came back. So he was already on the other side, but this is what Hashem said. Don't be medayik after For the Moisrim? Yes. They, they, I got the impression that there was a. Uh, there were Moisrim, I know. Maizeda was arrested from a Mossar. Listen, the Soviets tortured people. They arrested you, they arrested somebody, they tortured, and the main thing was to give out names. And then they would do other arrests. So there were people who would come to show. Sometimes they had long beards. They looked like real Hasidim, but they were Moisrim. They were Moisrim. It was a big Nisayan. And a lot, a lot of people were killed as a result of them. My grandfather told me my grandfather was sent to prison and tortured badly because of one of these Moisrim. Listen, they were tortured. But the pile, they wrote for It could be. They felt they had no choice. You had to have unbelievable strength in Soviet Russia. Yeah, but they. They would threaten their families and torture them. And, and how many people? Not everybody can hold up. But there was a Musser, I believe. My father told me there was a Musser. They drowned him in the mikveh. They had no choice. In Russia? Yeah. Just for that, you get killed. Nobody knew. They drowned him in the mikveh. They had no choice. A lot of people died because of him. They were Muslim like that. And in later years, I heard from a lot of people who grew up in the Soviet Union, there were people in shul. He davened, and, but you know, he was a masa. He davened and he learned, and he was an inspiring man. You do not, you're not allowed to say anything in front of him. Nothing, you don't exist. They knew, they knew about certain people. They work for the KGB. They work for the secret police. They knew about people. You don't, you don't say a word. I mean, imagine, you're in shul, you know, people are schmoozing. When he's in shul, boom. And you never knew who the master was. It wasn't so easy always to figure it out. But in Russia, this was a very common phenomenon. Whenever was there, there was no Shmuslim. Huh? Whenever was there, there was no Shmuslim. No. <laughs> no, it was very difficult. It wasn't, uh... I have two comments on the uh, Shia this morning. First one about the silver. I mentioned it a few times. Silver happens to be the most reflective surface in the world. Silver is the most reflective, reflective surface, surface in the world. That's why I see in advertising, uh, when you walk down the aisle and the shampoos, they have people who, uh, their job is they color the caps with silver, chrome or something, a, a plastic that looks like silver, so mm-hmm. it's reflective, because that's going to draw the eye more than anything. 
The second thing about the uh, the Tefillin campaign, the Rebbe. So when I was in my, I mean, I was born in Grand Heights, but totally secular. Uh, when I was uh, in my early 20s, mid-20s maybe, I uh, was walking down the street in Manhattan with my wife. And there's a mitzvah tank there. And uh, this was 40 years ago. And the guy says, you know, I'm going to put I had never seen, I once saw Tefillin once. It was in a barrel. I was opening a barrel going through some stuff. I saw, I didn't know what it was. So I said, of course, you know, I wanted to put it on. I didn't know what it was. And uh, that was, I think that, I don't know, but I imagine that was the turning point in, in my wife and I coming from. I imagine. I don't know. Because, you know, what, what do you know? But before that, for sure not. And after that, yes. So. Well, yeah. So when anybody said, when I ever heard something about the, when I, I was put on to a guy, and something in, uh, in Curious Joel, and uh, the superintendent of the schools, and uh, someone said, well, you do that, you know, did, did he wash first? Did he, and, and, you know, I didn't know any of the answers. I said, <laughs> the Reverend said he should do it. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> you know? Maybe you're right. <laughs> but he put it on, he said, Shmai, he, he wouldn't let me read it, he read it word, Shmai, word by word, you know. I went to be Menachem Avalayid um, a few days ago. Uh, when was it? Thursday I went in Crown Heights. A friend of mine lost a brother. And uh, so I went to be Menachem Avalayid. So there was sitting there a rough in Florida. A Chabadnik, a Shliach in Florida. His name is Rabbi Kanakov. And he was sitting there. Satellite huh? Beach. Where NASA is. Satellite Where NASA is. Beach. Satellite yes. Beach? Yeah, he's... Yeah, yeah, Rabbi Kanakov. So he was sitting there, and he says to me, I mean, he was talking, so he said that uh, was once uh, he got a call from a Yid that his father is dying, and he should please come over. And it has to be right now. In the community, he didn't know the person. The problem is that the drive there was a very far drive, and there was only like an hour left to Shabbos. So he didn't know what to do. But the Jew was begging him. So he didn't want to go, but he went. And he goes, and he goes into the, to the, to the room of the, of the person. He's sitting in his room. And the old man is sitting on a chair. He's like 91 years old or so. And two nurses are holding both of his hands. And you could see that he's, you know. On the way out. Yeah. He's very, very sick. His son was there. And uh, and uh, his son tells him that it looks to me that my father is simply frightened to die. The reason he's not dying is he's simply scared to die. He's just scared to do it. He's scared to die. That's what he tells him. So Kanakov, in his mamish, mamish on his way out, barely breathing. He turns to the Yid, he says, you want to put on tefillin? Yeah. Did he ever put on tefillin before? Never. He never put on tefillin, never had a bar mitzvah. So he put on tefillin. He put on tefillin on him. And he said with him, Shema. And he said word after word. The whole Shema. He finished. Rakanikov held his hand and said, listen. I'm a shliach of Hashem. I'm here doing God's work. So me holding your hand is like God holding your hand. Because I represent God. 
and I want you to know that Hashem is now holding your hand and saying, come with me and I'll bring you exactly where you have to go. Don't worry about it. Like a mother taking a child and putting the child in the place where the child has to rest. Don't be afraid of anything. Don't be afraid. And he was about to take off the tefillin, about to take off the tefillin, everything stopped. He died right then, sitting in, in talus and tefillin. He died. And the, the, the nurses said it's over. I mean, it was boom. Right when he right. finished those words, I'll take you. And uh, he just died, mamish, that second. The son started to holler, A miracle! I just saw a miracle! I just saw a miracle! I just saw a miracle! What happened? The father even spoke and uh, said Hishman and just died like this. That was it. He came home like 10 seconds before Shkia. <laughs> he ran out of the house and that was it. This was Mamish the Yid put on Tefillin once in his life and he died in Talos and Tefillin. Yeah. So he came to Elam but wasn't ready. Not Karkafted Leimanach Tefillin. It's a whole different category. All the Lutzamas that people made from Lubavitch, from the Rebbe, from Mifzit Tefillin, yeah? It's like two universes. There's groups who make fun. And then there's Neshamas every day that get uh, healed. It's like Mamish, it's like, it's almost, it's, you know, it's a pity, like isolated people who are clueless. All they know is to make fun of people who are not doing what, you know, are not following them. That's the best they can do in life in order to keep themselves inspired. How do you keep yourself inspired? If you can make fun of another group so you could feel holier than this. And then there is the people who are actually in the, in the field doing the work. It's a whole different Metzius. I just heard this from the Mamash on Thursday. Peladikamaisa. I also once had a Maisa, an interesting story. Uh, there's a Yid, by the way, who comes into the Shiurim very often. I was learning in Boston once in a yeshiva. And it was like Boema. I was outside in a park. And I saw a Jew jogging. And he looked at you, which I asked him if he wants to put on tefillin. And he did. He put on tefillin. Why did he put on tefillin? A week or two before that, yeah, his grandmother died. And he went through the chvetzim. And he found old tefillin from his grandfather. He didn't know what it is, but he saw it. And now he saw tefillin, so he was agreed to put it on because the association put on tefillin. And he got very, very emotional. He never did it in his life, literally. A Jew from Boston. And he said, you know, I just saw this from my grandfather. So I said, give it in to fix. We'll give it in to fix. We checked. And he stopped putting on tefillin. And it was because of his grandfather and his grandmother just died. He started to put on tefillin. Today is a Shemitero Mitzvah. He lives in Muncie's, uh, sits and learns. Uh, he has a family. Also from the one time Tfilim. So, this is very the Ava What? Yeah, that I don't remember. Told me that yeah. You're, you said, cool nice that, was probably, that was probably in my I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Another interesting thing that once happened. I once got a letter from a rabbi in Sydney, an email. It was before Shabbos. He wrote an article, and uh, he wrote an article, 
uh, about uh, Eretz Yisrael something, it was 60 years or something, I don't remember, and he asked me if I could review it. So I reviewed the article, I didn't like it so much. So I wrote back to him that you've been too many years in your shul in Sydney, and uh, you got too much covered over there, because I see your hashkaf is... Uh, <laughs> this. And you have to go remember how you were as a yeshiva. We were, we were classmates, we were close friends. I said, it's good to remember, today you have, he has a huge shul, and he sits on top of the shul, you know, like, like uh, Melech Malche Amloch, you know, the rabbis in the big shuls, you sit on a big throne on top of it there, it's a whole thing. I said, it's Kedayim, it's Man Lezman, to remember how he used to push by the Rebbe's Fabrengans. He had a place and he was very pushed, I knew where he stood, mm. he was pushed mamas like a sardine. I said, it's Kedayim sometimes to remember, you know for a little, a little humility, to remember those days, he weren't such a, this, that's not, as a friend I wrote this to him, I said it before Shabbos, because that's when, uh, in Sydney of course, it's already uh, 13, 13, 14 hours later. <coughs> After Shabbos, on Sunday morning, I was looking at my email, I get a letter from him, he says that Friday night he had a dream, his dream was that he was by a Fabrengen of the Lubavitcher, but pushing, pushing terribly, pushing, he woke up and it was like very vivid. The Rebbe was talking. He was very vivid. He never had such a dream. So uh, he saw this. He decided Sunday he's going to do something he didn't do. He's going to go. Uh, going to go. He's going to go to the hospitals. Things that big rabbis don't do. Uh, he's going to go visit Eden. So he went. He went Sunday. This is what he's writing to me. He said that he was already finished. He was visiting people, just saying hi to them. And he was by the end of the hallway where the elevators are in the hospital. And he walks by a room, and there's like one last room. So he nods, he nods. Whoever that is, hi. He saw that it was an older man, he looked Jewish, so he walks in. It was right before he was leaving. So the man looks at him, a very old man, in the hospital bed, very sick. He says, uh, you're one of Schneerson's boys? Those were the words. You're one of Schneerson. The Rabbi's name was Schneerson. You're one of Schneerson's boys? Rabbi Schneerson's boys? He says, yeah. He says, oh, he was a good man. He says, what do you have with him? So he says that in the 50s, he was studying in Harvard University. And he had a lot of questions on Yiddishkeit. He didn't have who to ask. He would ask people. Because he had a good education. So the rabbis he spoke to didn't understand his questions because they didn't have an education. So a few people told him that in New York there's a rabbi who knows very well science and physics and math and astronomy and cosmology. And you could speak to him about questions. And Judaism because he's very open-minded. He's very, very educated. And he understands the world very well. And you could get answers there. So he says he was a student. He traveled from Boston, from Harvard to New York. And he made an appointment by the rabbi. This is in 1959. Made an appointment. He got an appointment, he said, around 1 o'clock in the morning. And he was a proper kid. He was an Australian kid. He was proper. Now, the appointments always ran late. They could run an hour late, two hours, because people would stay longer, you know. You never knew. You had to wait. So his appointment was two hours late. Like, instead of one, three. So he was furious. He decided that when he walks in, he's going to give the Rebbe a piece of his mind. And tell him, you know, who do you think you are? Abusing people like this, manipulating, what am I, nothing? I'm a Harvard student. Harvard students generally could be very arrogant and pompous because it's a great university. Who do you think you are? And he was about to unload it on him, to disrespect people so much. So he's telling this to the rabbi, to writes to me. 
he walks into the room and he saw the Rebbe's face and he realized that he's a very, very idle person. So he said his anger just melted. Like he didn't feel there was... He was busy manipulating and controlling. He saw a lot of refinement, a lot of love. He said all his anger, he just felt there's no room for anger. Here. There's no, nobody to be angry at. He sit there, sat down and he started to speak about all of his questions and the Rebbe listened and listened and asked him about his background and his life. And he said the way he listened it was incredibly meaningful healing. Just listen, just without any saying anything. Listening and listening. And then he started to ask all of his questions on Judaism. Good questions. And when he finishes, the Rebbe says, do you have any hobbies? Any hobbies? You know what a hobby is? He didn't expect. He says, yeah, I love swimming. Whenever I have a chance, I swim. The Rebbe says, do you know about swimming? Do you know about the ideas of swimming? He says, yeah, I'm an expert swimmer. I know everything. The Rebbe says, did you ever read books about swimming? He says, yeah. I read all the, I know a lot of books on swimming. I know exactly the art of swimming. I'm an expert. The Rebbe says, now I have a question. What would you say to somebody who's very into swimming? So he buys every book there is on swimming. What swimming is, how to swim, how to maneuver, how to breathe. Folk, huh? breathe. How to breathe. Exactly. Speed, the body movements, posture, everything. But he never, ever went into the water. He never went into the water. What do you say about this? He says, it's not going to work. It's, it's meaningless. He says, why? He knows everything. He says, you need to feel the water. You have to be in the water. When you read the books and you're in the water, then you can, uh, you can have an experience. So the Rebbe says, that's you. <laughs> that's you. You're asking all these questions on Judaism. You're reading, you're reading. He says, you never went into the water. You have to know what Judaism is. You have to know what it is. He says, just like in your life, you're reading, you have to feel, you have to feel the water. You have to feel the water. You never felt the water. Feel the water and then the books will come to life. So he was quite shocked. He says, so what, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want me to do? He says, buy a pair of tefillin. Start putting out tefillin every time. Start feeling the water. You have to start living like a Jew. Then you'll be able to understand things. Now you can't understand anything. It's all theories, theories, theories. You need to feel the life. And uh, he says, that's my suggestion to you. This is 1959. He says, I left the room. I was very, very moved. I thanked him very much. And I went home. I went back to Harvard. I graduated law school. Went, ultimately went to Sydney. Here I am, an old man in the hospital. 50, 60, 50, 50 years later. That was it. So uh, my friend, his name is Rabbi Wolf, writes me this whole Misa with my answer to him Friday that he should remember and his dream. So he went Sunday because he wanted to feel, do the right thing. He wanted to feel like a chassid again in this story. So I wrote back to him. This I got, I think, Sunday night. It was by him Sunday. So probably, oh, my, no, I got to Sunday morning. He wrote it Sunday night to me. I wrote to him, Levy, you missed the boat again. You missed the boat again. You don't understand. Did this year, did this year buy tefillin? He says, no, he never did. He just respected what the Rebbe said, but that was it. So I said, it's obvious that this is the home I say. He needs to put on tefillin. <laughs> You have to right away go bring him tefillin immediately. It's very important. You're missing the whole nekudah why this whole story happened. Why you sent me the article and I wrote you what I wrote to you and this whole maisa. It's all for this. So he did it right away. He sent this year the pair of tefillin. He put on tefillin the first time ever. 
the first time ever he put on tefillin. He was very sick. I don't know. I don't know what happened after. I didn't hear the continuation of the story. He was an old man. <laughs> so I, I wrote. I wrote to. I wrote to Levi that the Rebbe told him this in 1959, 69, 79, 89, 99, 09. Fifty years pass. The Yid never did. You know, he went back. He had good. He had good feelings. He says he's a nice man, but that's it. But before he passed away, he was a karkafted leimamach tefillin. So he made this whole maisa that you should go and put on tefillin on this yid. And kachava. And so the yid put on tefillin. What's a bigger Indian? The Herst. The Herst Isaac was tutzich. The kachava. 50 years later. 50 years later. I'm explaining to you what a Rebbe is. Vashtes was a Rebbe is. How he looks at Neshama's Israel. It's a different mahalach, huh? Both. I just told a story about you. I just told a story about you, yeah? Boston, yeah. You have a two Yidin here, are both Shem the Torah Mitzvah with their children because somebody asked them to put on tefillah. Both of these and years. grandchildren. And grandchildren. Both of these years. Okay, let's continue. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.